Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. It was near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Show number 189. I am Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Oh, boy. We've got something to talk about. Yes. Yeah, uh, several. Uh, we're aware of the big thing that happened this week. We're not going to lead off with it. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to it. Well, yeah, the most recent uh, big news is definitely the shooting in Washington, D.C., but that's going to be a whole can of worms that I'd kind of like to, to save for later. But taking things in, in order of how they happened, uh, since last time we got together, Bill Maher had his show with all of his uh, black friends on it. Yeah, the, the look, the, the hey, look, I have black friends special. Right, which, uh, which I enjoyed. Um, but I definitely, I haven't talked to you guys about it really. I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. I, I, I've been checked out of Bill Maher for the last two weeks. I don't know why. Just, it's, it's forgivable. There's so much going on. I mean, just between the news and then all the entertainment that you have to distract you from the news. I laugh more. There's a lot going on. I'll say it. I laugh more when I watch John Oliver. Kind of oh, like, kind, oh, yeah. It's kind of the reason I watch Bill Maher. And some, it just seems since January, there's just sometimes he just gets just so heavy handed. It's just like, oh, Bill. I think, well, I think, I think it's funny certain, that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, just real quick, there's a certain amount of loyalty that I have to him because I've been watching him for so long. I've followed him through his career. If I was just coming into uh, this concept of comedy plus politics in a TV show and I don't know that I would necessarily land on him I would probably I mean John Oliver is just doing a phenomenal job and I might have to concede that he's maybe doing a better job than Bill Maher even not just at being entertaining but getting his point across oh I think so I think I think the irony in the situation is that so many people look at John Oliver's show as a comedy show that covers politics a la the Daily, the, the Daily Show. Right. And more, and it's really more of a political show with comedy thrown in because he actually he actually digs in on issues. Whereas Bill Maher, because of the nature of the of the format, you really only can present the, the headline of an article, maybe get a little bit into the meat of it, and then it's passed around for discussion. But Bill Maher is seen as more of the political show than John Oliver. That's the irony of it, and I, I think Bill Maher yeah. definitely falls in more of the. And I don't mean this. I don't mean this to come off like I'm criticizing him, but more of the shallow, go for the easy joke about the headlines oh. show than than joke John wise. Oliver. Joke wise, definitely, I will agree with you. I mean, I. I think I've said it before on the show, but his opening monologue is never my favorite part. He gets yeah. some good ones in, and he's got some good writers, but usually I see it coming. Of course, I also pay attention to the news, and he always laments that like he knows a, a big part of his audience. So, like, I mean, maybe it's different now with Trump in the news, but they don't watch a lot of news. They watch Bill Maher and get their news from him, which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as much as I love the man. But yes, well, it's too for me when he rails on Trump. Part of me knows that 
little bit of that's personal from that whole yeah. orangutan lawsuit and all that crap five years ago or whatever. Right. He, you, you have to take what he says with a grain of salt, but yes. you know, it's not like what he says isn't reported by just about every other major newspaper. <laughs> True. Just not the stuff about his. Oh, you mean the deep his you, dad his dad being an orangutan? You, you mean you mean the the printed arm of the deep state here? Yeah, yes, the newspaper. Oh, the Jesus arm. God! Yeah, that's 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 going to be part of the shooting discussion. I can see that coming right now, well, and it has nothing but, to do with us. That's just that's just how how this shit's unfolding. But I I, I, I mean, thirty seconds after I heard the news story, I saw that shit coming. But yeah, yeah, we'll, do. We'll, we'll get instantly, to it instantly. Instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because everything's politicized these days. You can't. Yeah. To, to, to quote Bill Maher, it's a chicken sandwich. Yeah. But, okay, but calm soon, down, people. But as soon as my brain processed what had actually taken place in Alexandria, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be I am you, you, could, you, could, you could pay me $100 an hour this week to sit there and monitor comments. I would turn you down. Fuck no. No. I'm never getting that time back. I don't think my blood pressure could handle it. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I probably I, I, wasted a little bit too much of my time uh, getting into Twitter fights this last week, <laughs> oh. and it's not a it's not a good use of time, but there is a catharsis to it. No, I get and, it. As a as a reformed drunk controller, I get it. But we're, just, we're, we're getting <laughs> off the subject. We well, let's yeah. finish up because this was Bill Maher's big apology tour show. Yeah, where he got to you know. Get a, a very polite smack on the hand and a wag wag the finger in his face and say, no, 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 Billy, we don't say that word. Hey, Bill, you're down. You're not that down. That's, yeah. that's what the point of Friday was. <laughs> right. Well, here's here's the thing. It's it, The focus that I took, or the thing I took away from this, it's not really about Bill Maher. It's not about what, what uh, Dyson said. And it's... It's really not even about Ice Cube. It's about how far we've come towards if you if if you're perceived to have a side that you're on, and a person speaks and it supports your side, that you just completely give them a pass, and you just go, their past doesn't matter. This is what they're saying now, because the thing I okay. Let me preface this with saying I like Ice Cube, I like his music, I like some of his movies, I like his uh-huh. public persona. He's way off on this one. He wrapped himself in the First Amendment since NWA's first album. He wrote songs about killing cops, hookers, white people, black people, calling people faggots, calling Jews kikes, etc. He worked with the Bomb Squad. He worked with Professor Griff from Public Enemy, who is a known anti-Semite and black nationalist. And I mean, there's in, in its one his solo career for the first couple of albums was unapologetically. I mean, you could almost say anti-Semitic and, and black nationalist. Now he's done all that, and he rightfully said it's his freedom to do so as an artist. Right. I mean, rightfully, yes, it is. It is. He's an. Isn't Bill an artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Bill Maher is an artist as well, and no artist that screams First Amendment like Ice Cube did his whole career should ever tell others that a word is not theirs to use. You don't get to cherry pick who has freedom of speech and who doesn't. I don't give a fuck what the word is and what it's used in history. Ice Cube just come off as, as an artist who is purposely prerogative or provocative and offensive, but pathetically fucking thin-skinned. And he has every right to feel the way he wants. But when he advocates blatant hypocrisy, as he did on that show, he needs to be checked. He needs to be checked hard. 
Oh. Just like he told police. Should he check himself before he wrecks himself? <laughs> you goddamn that where we're going? right. You're goddamn right. Just like he told police to get over his songs about beating and killing him, he needs to be told to get over a joke that fell flat. It's been taken out of context to manufacture outrage. By the way, I tried to say that right. as white as possible. <laughs> I mean, now here's 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 the issue. One. If he had, I've never heard Ice Cube apologize ever, not once, no. for the shit he said on album. Okay, so right there to come out and tut tut Bill Maher for making a joke that fell flat, and go, that's not your word to use. Really, is faggot? Is kike? Is calling white women cave bitches? Right. Uh, is 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 that okay? Is that okay? Because if it is. Because it's your First Amendment right, then what you really need to do is understand the First Amendment is absolute as long as you are not calling for it. You, you can't hide behind the First Amendment to call for the death of people. I think something cause violence. We've lost sight of, like as a group, like not as personally, just you know the royal group since the election. Is the First Amendment even applies to stuff that you don't like? Here's the deal. Popular speech doesn't need the First Amendment because it's popular. Yeah. It's unpopular speech that the First Amendment's there to protect. First Amendment? Right. People that are saying shit that you don't like, they still get to say shit you don't like. Now, if it crosses into hate speech and inciting violence and all that stuff where we can harm people, that's where the law comes in. But just because somebody says something you don't like, tough shit. They're allowed to. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've gotten to a point in society to where, in polite society at least... We all pretty much have an understanding of what words we use and what words we don't. And out of respect for other people, just on a human level, just I respect them as a human, I think we all adhere to that social contract pretty much all the time. I mean, there's always, there's always, there's always people on the outside of the edges and outliers that are going to fucking, people are going to go, whoa, what about this group? Okay, fine, whatever. I'm not talking about that fucking group then. Okay, go pick a fight with that group. Bill Maher is not the person to start fucking flexing your anti-First Amendment nuts against when you yourself are an artist who has made a career about pushing the limits of the First Amendment. I mean, you could even you could make an argument that I mean, one of his lyrics is we can go toe to toe in a cell talking about beating the shit out of cops. And I know he's got songs about killing cops. I top my head. I can't quote the lyrics. But I mean, one of NWA songs, "How to Kill a Hooker." Really, really. I mean, and and you and you're gonna you're gonna wrap yourself in the flag, and wave and and wave around the First Amendment. But then you're gonna fucking go mm -mm, that word. That's not for you. That's not your word. You can't use that. No, that's that is the problem here. And we're we're slowly slipping into our generation is now pretty much. Except with the exception, I mean, like what? Barack Obama was the first what Gen X president. I mean, you know, W okay, was on yeah. the cusp. All right, pretty much guarantee it's going to be someone who's not going to be older than Trump who's going to get in there. And I mean, unless Bernie pulls off a miracle in twenty twenty, or Biden what? decides to run and by, pulls off a miracle by, by staying alive till then. Is that the miracle? <laughs> That's what Biden's I'm saying. Probably going to run. I mean, these guys, these guys are pushing eighty. All right, but what I'm getting at is that slowly Generation X is starting to come into power. And God help us. <laughs> and, but here's but here's the deal. According to Pew Research, which as far as I know is the holy grail of polls and research and stuff, the, the study they've done on the different generations 
And their view on the First Amendment is really telling because 40% of millennials in the United States support a government restriction of free speech offensive to groups. Now, it's in comparison to 27% of Gen Xers, 24% of baby boomers, and 12% of the, the World War II generation. I mean, this is not, oh, you should be fired if you say something that we don't agree with. This is government restricting speech. And if you don't think that's possible, if you think, oh, we're so enlightened, we're so above that, come on now, there's no way the government's going to make saying a word a crime, then you don't know about Bill C-16 that just passed in Canada that makes it a crime yep. to refuse to use someone's... Okay, I'm going to try to be... I'm trying to Proper. be as neutral as I can. They're, they're gender pronoun? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say made up bullshit, but yeah, proper gender pronoun. <laughs> no, wouldn't it okay. be preferred? Preferred. Okay, yeah, preferred. Proper right. would be like, hey, you got a dick or a vagina. Let's, okay, that would be and proper. It's, and it's basically they will fine you if you refuse to do that, and if you refuse to pay the fine, you go to prison. We also have situations all over Western culture of people being. I mean, there's there's a comedian who's being tr- uh, put on trial. For speaking out against religion in Ireland, I mean, this is not so. I mean, and do we even do I even need to bring up the Muslim-dominated countries and what they do? I mean, it, there's right. the, I mean, you know, don't worry. I mean, you know, they're threatening to to literally put people in jail or kill them for posting what they consider blasphemy on the internet, and they're encouraging their own citizens to report on each other to the government if they see someone who dwells in these Muslim countries post what they consider blasphemy on the internet. This is a dangerous but, fucking water we're, 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 we're starting to tread because yeah. I, I've heard way... Get, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just, I've heard way too much of if you see something, say something. That is like one of the most dangerous phrases in my mind. That that can lead to just about anywhere, anything, any situation, and it, it is just engendering fear in this nation and turning citizens against each other. Yes, and we're not talking about if you see someone acting shady or they leave a backpack and walk off, and ten minutes later they haven't came and got it. Hey, man, you might want to go check out that backpack that's been sitting there for ten minutes. We're talking about someone said something that someone took offense to. And the problem is, is offense is unprovable. Whether you are genuinely offended or not is unprovable. Because if you can pick and choose what you're offended by, then you're not offended. We went over this last week. And for people to turn each other in, this is exactly what the fuck Orwell wrote about in 1984. That was not a fucking how-to manual. That was a cautionary tale. And the what's scary to me is is that it's coming from both sides of the political spectrum. It's coming from the religious people, whether it be Muslims or Christians, and now it's coming from the far left. It has got to the point, and I know I've said this before, but it is true. I, I deal out in their ideologies. Yeah. To me, the SJWs and the alt-right are kissing cousins because they both want to regulate how you think, how you speak, and how you act. And that is against 
That is against human rights. I don't give a fuck about invisible fucking lines that we drew on a map and said, if you're over here, that this is legal and this isn't. You're born with the right to express yourself. And we are, we have the left defending Muslim countries who are taking that right away. We have the right who we all know that if the, if the religious right rose back to power like they were in their, in, in their heyday, they'd be more than happy to start fucking slamming people for what they say. And, oh, you spoke out against the church. You spoke out against this, et cetera, et cetera. This is terrifying to me, guys, because this, this is where every fucking book that we read when we were younger that scared the shit out of us about, no, come on, it, it can't happen, it can't, it can't get that bad. This is where it starts, because eventually it's going to be facts and science offends me. Not just words, but facts offend me. Because I feel a different way. We kind of already have our toe in that pool. Well, what's scary is... It, I mean, honestly, a year ago, we're all sitting there going, man, Donald Trump would never win. It, it's, 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 look, I understand that Canada doesn't have a First Amendment of their own along the lines that we do. But the problem mm -hmm. is, is that we... Yes, we're always dragging up the fucking rear as far as social progressive... -ness. I understand that, but Canada is almost like. I was say, are we? Canada's almost all. Uh, we look at Canada and we go, "Is it working for them? Should we give it a try?" No, but I mean, are we always lagging behind in social progressiveness? I'd argue we lead in it. I mean, look at look at the other side. Just look at the other hemisphere. You're you're going to say that there's more countries than not in that hemisphere that are. You know, progressive I, I think in Western, in I don't Western think it's culture, we're cut. dragging. I think in Western culture, we're near the bottom as far as I think lately being socially progressive. We don't have universal health care. We do not have the the the, the job training. The, everything we've talked about recently, other countries have that installed, and it's part of their culture, and they run fine. All the we run off the we run off the fear of well oh my god your taxes will go up and you're gonna you're gonna pay fifty percent of what you make and blah 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 we run off the fear of you're going to lose something we're gonna take something away from you other countries have been doing this shit is it even do you guys even question that if we live to be the average age for an adult male in this country that we're going to see single payer health care at some point you have to be to put confidence yeah. in the federal government no I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think we're going to see it one way or the other because there's going to be no other way to go. Well, you know, personally, I'm not a, I don't want single payer healthcare anymore. I think it's probably the best answer if you refuse to keep uh, the industry, the pharmaceutical industry and uh, health industry in general in check. If you're going to allow them to charge whatever the fuck they want, well, then, yeah, then we should have some sort of, uh, single-payer health care systems, some, some government support on that. Which is well, that's what I'm saying. Just getting some of our tax dollars back. I mean, it's the concept of you get what you pay for, right? So if you want to pay a little bit of taxes, you're going to have a shitty government. And if you're okay with that and, make, and doing shit on your own and having more money to do shit with it, uh, to, then that's great. But this idea that I think most people want it both ways I want to pay less taxes, but I want the government to do all this shit for me. And I mean, I look, I understand. 
Okay, I'm, I, and I, I really didn't mean to get off on the healthcare thing. It was just an example I was using. Basically, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of politicians look at other countries and go, "Okay, well, eventually we're going to have to do this because our people are going to fucking." I mean, you got to remember, guys. In another twenty years, the millennials are going to be sitting where we're sitting. God, Every single one of them. All right, well, and. When they're they going to have to do power, it because that's what the people will want, and they refuse to keep the pharmaceutical companies in check. And the problem, the problem is, is that politicians are whores. They've been bought. Right. They've been paid for. Your money's on the dresser. I'm done with you. They don't give a fuck as long as the money keeps flowing to them. They'll pass anything to shut the fucking population up and keep them from fucking rioting in the streets as long as they can still get paid. That's the grift in the American system. I mean, our, our form of government isn't even 300 years old, and we've already fucked cracks. We have entire gaping holes in the armor of it. I mean, is it, do you, look at something as stupid as, or not stupid, but something as simple as gay marriage. Now, you might, I, some people might say, oh, you're putting on tinfoil hat on this one. Okay, fine, fuck it, then I'll, then I'll take that fucking hit. I'm putting on tinfoil hat, all right? But do you don't do you don't think that there was a divorce lawyer lobby, lobbyist for divorce lawyers and family courts lawyers and shit going fuck yeah allow gay marriage that opens up a whole new fucking uh, segment of society to, to to be clients that were pushing for that behind behind the scenes whether whether they'd ever come out and admit it is a different story but you don't think that shit happens. How much? How many of our laws are made by money exchanging hands behind doors? A lot of them. And this is the problem: we have a government who has no moral, true moral north on their compass, and we now have people who, for whatever reason, I don't even care why millennials think almost half of them think that the government should have a right to criminalize language. Yeah, that's it's scary. the fact that they do. And these these are the people that are going to be in power. And if we think this gener that that their generation is bad, wait till the generation behind them get in charge. What are they going to do? What are they going to say? We can't have this anymore. This is illegal. It's not far fetched. Look at other Western cultures and uh, other countries in Western culture. They have plenty of laws on the books to restrict speech, whether it's about religion, or it's about gender, or sexual orientation whatever the fuck it doesn't matter that is the yeah. point we have we have a built-in system of checks and balances in this country you have the right to say anything you want as long as it's not inciting a criminal act and then you have a right to pay the consequences for what you fucking say that's our checks and balances stop trying to get the government to be on the punishment side of that it's not They're their not fucking place exactly yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think, though, Rich, a lot of this disrespect for the First Amendment comes from being sheltered. And, I mean, I guess I think of this a bit in a, in a bigger picture. I, I don't totally disagree with you, but I, 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 think, I think I still have more faith in millennials in the long term. Uh, I, part of this idea of safe spaces and protecting... Uh, our uh, millennials comes from our, our general belief in this country that like all of a sudden young people are it they, they need they, 
we are giving them all this attention. In generations past, there certainly would be generations coming up that would be upset with, with what their parents are doing, the way that they're running the world, and that they want to see certain change. And you know what the adults said? Shut the fuck up. You're kids. Yeah. Did we miss Nobody's the meeting? fucking listening to you. When 19-year-olds were You'll given the power to run everything? To here. Right. I wouldn't have asked so, me shit about shit at 19. He asked me at 19 and I told you shit. But I'm saying, like, looking back at myself at 19? No. Any of us I, at 19? What so, do you think? Thinking about what? Pussy, weed, and what else? Going to work? Like, <laughs> I, I, my belief is that ultimately what we'll end up with is certainly a, a, a bigger section of the population that seems more sensitive than they should be. I mean, who am I to say how sensitive a person should be? But... It, I, I think I'm also a realist in that you have to have somewhat of a thick skin just to be a human in the world. Yeah, alive, yeah. R right. And, and that's helpful to a healthy and happy life. But ultimately, most millennials are, are going to come around. And, I mean, look at the hippies. Sure, there's still stragglers. Still, There's still people that are devoted to their, that lifestyle, their, that, uh, those ideals, most of them got, you know, moved on from I was that. Say, how many, how became many? yuppies, got jobs, became part of the system and started realizing, you know, whether it's like maybe this shit, does, I don't care about it or that I found ways to change it within the system. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody that's not dressing in a, a tie-dyed shirt anymore is selling out. But there is a a coming into reality moment for for most people and i i i think also part of this just to finish up real quick though uh, is that not only are we giving more attention to younger generations and and giving more importance to what they have to say on top of trying to shelter them but also allowing them whether you want to say it's allowing to or that's just evolution taking its course to have a longer gestation period as a child. The concept of a man-child or uh, somebody in their 20s still being basically a kid is become has become wildly accepted. And really, I mean, older generations might look down their nose at it still, but, uh, you know, if you, you live at home or... Or you're an adult who has a... You're a lawyer, but you play video games on your off time. What the fuck is that, you know? I'm not saying any of this as, as a judgment on anyone. Just that this is what you're going to get if you. I guess this is what you. This is what you gestated. This is what you birthed. <laughs> but it will grow up. It will I, mature as a generation. I, I don't think it's going to be a whole nation immediately run by millennials that is. Uh, anti-free speech and totalitarianism I mean that is the first step you know disrespect for the first amendment is the first step on the way to totalitarianism because that's the only end result if you take your, your theory to the logical conclusion not your theory but millennials theory of, of the lack of, the lack of respect for the first amendment if you take that argument to its logical conclusion the only way you can truly control your surroundings the people around you the society that you live in is by having a totalitarian government so yeah I mean it's, it's a dangerous step
I believe. But, I believe. But, but I think we're making judgments on on a young generation still that is yet to show I mean, itself. Here's what but I'm thinking. Some of the older millennials are already in their early thirties. I hear you, and there's st- and there's still man babies or whatever. I, I or think they're rompers. I think you're. I think, you're, <laughs> I think you're, no, yes, exactly. Fucking exactly. <laughs> um, I, I look. I agree with you to an extent. I do believe that that forty percent number, as they get older, is going to drop. But I don't yeah. think it's going to. I don't think it's going to drop as much as it's dropped with the baby boomers and Gen X. Yeah. I think, and then sure. and then the problem is the generation it's, coming up that they raise. Right, that it's number the is just going in to effect. go up. Right. I mean, I, I mean I, look, if I die and I never see government-sponsored or government-enforced speech, I'm fine with that. You can, right. look, here's the deal. I hate to say this because it makes me sound like I'm one of the people that, like, I don't give a fuck about the environment. I'm not going to be here in 100 years. But you want to fuck your, your country up that bad, I ain't going to be here in 100 years to see it. All right? But God damn it, I'm not going to sit fucking silent while it's happening in front of me. And it's, right. it is it is what you guys were saying. I was literally at a buddy's house two days ago talking to him, and he's talking about his daughter who just graduated high school. And I've known his daughter her, her entire life. In the last three years, she has hardly any respect for anybody older than her. And I'm not talking about disrespecting your elders by playing music loud as you drive down the street. You know, the shit right. that they complained Sneaking about when we were kids. Out, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I'm talking about... All the normal kid out, shit. Outright hostility and shut the fuck up to people who have life experience at this this person doesn't. Didn't you? Did you see that thing that was going around the internet? I think it was a couple weeks ago of a student going off on a professor at a college. He's sitting there like, "You don't talk to me like that." Like just sitting oh, I, there, like I, dressing I, him down. I've seen I've seen multiple ones of that. And Joe Rogan actually had that professor who refused to leave for the the day without white people on. And the problem he ran into was the dean of education went to basically speak to some students who were threatening violence if he didn't leave the campus. And the dean of education literally was just like, was just using his hands to like punctuate what he was saying. And a student got in his face and said, put your fucking hands down. That's a microaggression to me. And he had to stand there like a little child holding his hands while these these students... I would be a walking HR issue if I was in charge of people anymore. And then they laughed at him for doing it. So they know it's bullshit. That was a power play. That right there, yeah, Chris, I, I'd have been getting bailed out of jail because I'd have put that motherfucker's <laughs> face into the nearest fucking wall and said, now that's an aggression. That, that's a, <laughs> that's macro a macro aggression for you. Motherfucker. I'm telling you, don't fucking tell me I can't fucking... No, but talk I'm just, like a normal human being. In the viral video, I was just surprised that that professor wasn't going like... If, when we went to college, you know what, twenty years ago, but like you can shut the fuck up and get out of my class, and I'll go get the campus cops to come get your ass. Like, and that guy was just sitting there taking it. Mm-hmm. Because their jobs are on the line if they don't. That's where right, this shit is starting. It's not the professor's that, fault. I mean, well, maybe collectively it is. You go the get the campus. Fault, you go get the nearest campus but, cop. This kid won't get out of here. He's being disruptive. He's in there screaming and cursing at me. There's I got all these witnesses. Get him the fuck out of here. 
But see, that's what's scary because that isn't no. millennials. <laughs> that is the generation after them that are now in college that are pulling this shit. And they do it and they have no fear of any type of blowback. They feel that they can walk on into a school and demand that school change everything about itself because they want it to. And that's all there is to it. All this, all someone has to do is go offended and boom, the shit storm starts. And guys, this is scary because this is not only affecting freedom of speech. Take that out of the equation for a second and just think about that. If you have professors who can't tell a disruptive student in their class to sit down and shut up, what do you think these kids are really learning? All they have to say is this curriculum offends me and boom. Now they're fucking having curriculum catered to their fucking feelings. Wait. That's not how this works. Were you playing this all wrong 20 years ago? Hey, I'm offended that you think uh, that I have to show up three times a week. I'm offended that you gave me this D. Because uh, no, when we were going to school, we yes, were like, been like, shut the fuck yeah, up. You are so high right now. You think this isn't, you think this is an actual strategy that would work for you. Please sit down. And don't get me wrong because I pushed, I pushed the envelope in college. I pushed the envelope when I went to Specs. All right. I, I, I did not bite my tongue with, with, with instructors, professors. If I thought they were full of shit, I called them out on it. So I understand the desire to do that. But I also understood that when you do that, you have to be prepared to accept the consequences. You are there are no ass. consequences. Yeah. There are none. Because there's times that I walked up to the line, thought about crossing it, and said, yeah. Do I really want to piss away this twelve thousand yeah. dollars? Listen, I get kicked out of school today. So, because this isn't this isn't this isn't high school. They're not going to say go home for the day and you're welcome back tomorrow. If they have to physically or not physically, but if they have to tell me to leave the school under threat of being physically removed, I'm not coming back. They're not going to let me through the doors. And if I get through the door, the cops are going to be called at that point, or the or the campus police, like you said. That's You're not, not getting your even, money back either. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. That money is gone. Yeah. All right. And so that's this is insane to me because this is not only affecting freedom of speech. This is affecting what these people are learning. And when they get out, here's the problem. We keep saying you get out in the real world. You get out in the real world. Well, the real world is being set up by the generation ahead of them, which is the millennials. And we're the old guard now. When our parents die, it's our turn next. We're the old folks. All right? And, and I'm sitting here saying that as someone whose both parents are whoa, years in their grave. And when my uncle goes, I'm the oldest living male in my family. I mean, so I'm, the, I'm right there, right there looking at it. And yeah. I mean, to, to the way I grew up is that the older you were, the more you listened to the person. Not necessarily followed what they told you to follow, but you listened to them because even if you don't agree with everything, there's a lot of wisdom there and a lot of life experience. And life experience is being said to be nothing. It's goalpost moving. If you say, I have evidence of this, then you get people claiming Evidence is an invention of straight white males to oppress every everybody else. And I've literally, I've literally put that tweet in the in the group chat and posted that tweet and had people go, you know, oh, come on, dude, that's Photoshop. And I'm like, it's not. 
Go look it up. There's your Twitter at. There's your Twitter handle. Go look it up. That's a fucking professor. That's a professor in a school that you're going to pay one day to send your kid to. How's that make you feel? <laughs> look, my kid needs to be a plumber. I mean, I, I have a friend who I, I've talked about him on the show. He went to U of M. He's a, 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 a he does biochemistry. I can't. I'd see. I have yet to ask him, but I, I feel like I should have before this show. Should have just at least texted him and been like, so is there a whole lot of my feelings trump facts in the science and in, in, in the STEM fields? Because if there is, okay, I'm going to say it right now. We're fucked. We're a few generations out from fucking just the whole fucking world just coming down. Because you can't have that. You can't have it, dude. Right. And that's 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 bronze age bullshit. We go back to thinking that and, and believing in fucking fairy tales and every time the it thunders and and, and, and lightnings it God is angry with us or some shit. Because that's what that leads back to. And it doesn't matter that these people go, oh, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist. Blah, blah, blah. I got my fedora and my fidget spinner and I'm an atheist. Uh, <laughs> none of that shit matters, dude. It all leads back to superstition and bullshit when you dismiss facts for fucking your subjective reality and when mm -hmm. we can't even define when we tell people it's okay when we god damn it there is a there is people out there saying that if your child is six years old and says that they're a girl but they were born a boy you're to treat them that way six years old you can't make your own bedtime six yeah. years old you could choose your gender yeah Get the fuck out of my face six, shit, yeah man. six years old you're about what four years out of peeing your pants Six years old, you would eat ice cream for dinner every day if you were left if, up to your own devices. Here's the first one. If, my, if, if, if I have a six-year-old and they say, I'm not, I was born in the wrong gender, I'm going to be like, if you can define what the word spectrum means, that's step one and for me believing <laughs> yeah. you. If you can't, sit down, shut up, finish your fucking food, or you're going to bed hungry. I'm not fucking putting up with this. We don't let inmates run the asylum for a reason. I guarantee you get, I guarantee these little sweethearts... They, they fucking think that they're, they're going to run shit. If they ever go to prison, they're going to find out. You ain't running shit, motherfucker. Yeah. All right? There's a reason we don't let prisoners dictate the rules in prison. Because it would be fucking Lord of the fucking flies in there. It, more that, so than it is. Let it just be, it'd just be empty. Like, you know, all these prisons, they're just all empty. But I mean... Prisoners, hey, you should let me go. And, I mean, and, that's what I and, would do. To me, what's even scarier about this is it's all done under the guise of, of I'm being progressive. I don't know anything more regressive than taking words out of people's mouths and criminalizing them. I don't know anything more regressive than denying science and provable facts and replacing it with feelings and superstitions. Mm -hmm. I, don't, and, and I, I just don't. Rich, you're exactly right in the, in the similarities between the... Uh, extreme left in the, in the alt-right or whatever we want to call these groups of people because as much as the alt-right has, uh, has said that, you know, they're for First Amendment freedoms and all this shit, they, they get offended by the same shit. They try and shut down the same shit. That, that, and they're just as much anti-science. Richard Spencer and, came out and said that the alt-right is identity politics for white people. <laughs> That is, he basically just <laughs> said not we have the exact same, Richard Spencer. He basically said we have the same platform as the SJWs, but we're just for white people. Right. Uh, Mark Dice uh, uh, tweeted out, if you don't know who Mark Dice is, a YouTuber, 
uh, alt-right warrior. And uh, he had a tweet about, uh, he was responding to, we saw uh, Melania and uh, what's the the youngest uh, Trump's name? Barron. Barron. Yeah, Barron. They're they're, uh, arriving at the White House. And... Well, Baron's shirt said something like "I'm an expert" or something oh, that, stupid like expert. that. Yeah, yeah, it said the expert. Shirt. And this professor, she tweets out, "I just saw that she, you know, sees Baron wearing this shirt and that she quote threw up in her mouth a little bit." And we Mark Dice is like, she, "You know, this this tweet is offensive. She's going after Trump's kids. They need to shut her down. This is the university that she works at. This is the phone number." Call them, file your complaint. Let's get her fired. Like, how do you not see that? That's the same shit that you yeah, claim to be against. Exactly. So, that is the same tactics that the so-called social justice warriors are using to shut people up when they don't agree with them. You know, and I hate to say this because once again, I'm coming off as get off my lawn, but it's just it's a fact. A lot of the alt right movement is 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 they fall in the millennial generation too. It's just, it's like I said, yeah. it's just, it's just two different sides of the same sheet of paper, guys. The only difference is you have to flip it over and you change a couple words here and there, and it's exactly the same ideology. It's exactly the same agenda. Right. If I don't like it, well, shut it down. Well, what's what's interesting is that the the alt right actually has um, de facto leaders. I don't know if you guys have ever read uh, Vox Day's uh, blog. That person is insane. This is uh, this is so-called leader or, or uh, originator of this alt-right movement, and he's got basically what is a manifesto on his website that talks about what they're about. And I mean, if you just read it out of context even like not taken together because it's like 26 points that it reads like the inside of a Dr. Bonner soap and it, it talks about some basic things like we believe in, in First Amendment rights and freedom of speech and all these things. They talk about how they believe in a lot of what they think of as core American values that are tied to our, our Constitution. But their actions are completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about, oh well, everybody, everybody's got the the right to exist. We just should be separate. You know, like we separate, pretty cool. Didn't we right. kill that in the sixties? Yeah, we tried that already, and we all agreed that it didn't work. That no even, ma- even even Malcolm X came around to fucking agreeing that separate but equal wasn't going to work, and he was the spearhead in many people's eyes of the Black Nationalist movement in the late fifties until he was assassinated in the mid sixties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, come on, that is right. that's so, going to tell so you something. So this nation here. has already rejected your concept. Uh, so what do you want? Why aren't you going to try and find some other country? What is your claim to America? That's what I don't get. All these other people that have to get out, why? What is your birthright claim? Because, oh, our forefathers came over and and built this. Well, okay, yeah, a bunch of white people 
came over here. Bitch, go back to England. Out, cleared out the Indians. Got some Mexicans. Original got some Americans, Chinese, please, sir. Got some. Got some uh, Irish. Got got some black people and said, "Build this, build that." And don't forget the uh, Chinese people who built the railroads. Yeah, you talked over Chinese. Ah, uh, well, you were you, you were I, I being didn't, I didn't leave racist and in saying Indians. <laughs> <laughs> First Nation, please. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then you get into the science. Oh, it, it is insane. Now, they talk about how their movement is scientific. And then he goes into, he uses a lot of terms. Uh, Vox Day uses these a lot on his website. I kind of combed through it last night. And, that, and just because I, I kind of like conspiracy theory stuff or, or insane rantings and manifestos. And he uses, uh, he uses a lot of, uh, rarely used terms for the scientific method. I think in order to just confuse his readers and well he must be he must know what he's talking about because I don't know what he's talking about and even makes up words like scientati. What? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get a clear definition of what scientati with a D <laughs> but I couldn't get a clear understanding of what this is. It's it's his understanding of what the scientific method is. I mean, most scientists, when they're talking about how they do their shit, they're talking about the scientific method. And that's pretty well understood, even by a layman, what that is. So the fact that he couldn't even explain in normal scientific terms what his, sci- his quote-unquote scientific viewpoint was really calls out the fact that they really have no appreciation for any scientific method. It's all feelings-based. Why? Because my God told me so, which might as well be because that's just how I feel. Yep. There's nothing behind any of these arguments on either side. Why do people need to shut up and, and not challenge any of your ideas? Because it makes you feel bad. Why, why do we have to... Uh, export uh, forcibly deport millions of people that are whose skin is a different color than you because it makes me feel bad that they're here you know and it's, it's interesting that you bring up how the alt-right has leaders like actually has you know heads yeah. that you can point to but yet the SJWs and the Antifa groups and all that they don't and I think that kind of goes back to, to, to what I sent in the group chat about that post I read where he said that he believes a lot of this is coming from, at least on the left, is coming from there's no winners, there's no losers, everybody's equal. But the problem is is that it turns into fucking animal farm. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. And maybe the fact that they don't have heads like you know uh i I forget the the name you just said i'm sorry and then richard spencer and vox day yeah yeah um you know milo gavin mcginnis whatever they don't i mean they have they have talking heads on the left you know i mean if you if you doubt me go watch um and aaron i'm setting you up to to, for your rod stewart joke go watch the young turks on, on on their youtube channel and you'll see what i'm talking about they got their own talking heads or go oh, watch yeah. Russia Today. There you go. Go watch Russia Today. Same, same difference. 
But um, I mean, it it, it it it's just it's terrifying to me because it, I, like the picture I just sent to the to the group chat, you know, it's a picture of people doing a Nazi salute, holding up an American flag smashed together with a swastika. And it says something so that we, it shouldn't even have to be said. And they're holding up, oh, a, a, a rebel flag next to it. And then there's another American flag next to it. And it says, you don't get to both be a Nazi and a proud American. We literally had a war about this. The whole world was involved. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, we have well, just lost this is focus on, on reality, man. All right, because around. we have a disintegrating appreciation for history as well. Not only do we not want to learn new things, we don't want to know what came before because none of it matters because we're special. Yeah. So, yes, if we don't... Taking, if down, we don't, taking down a statue changes what happened. If this generation of millennials don't wake up, they're just going to spend their whole lives fighting, fighting the same battles that all those generations before them fought so that they wouldn't have to. Oh, and... One more thing about Vox Day that I thought was delightful. He <clears throat> he originally started out as a science fiction writer of shitty science fiction books. <laughs> He's L. Ron Hubbard Jr. <laughs> right. Does this not sound familiar? This is a fucking cult, you maniacs. Well, you're just a SP. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I... I mean, I, does it seem like we do the well, same hey, show every week? I, no. it, it, this is it's it's different no, because we're on, not man. just we're, it's different because we're not talking about hypothetical what's going to happen. We're talking about our neighbors to the north have criminalized speech, yeah. and ha and half of a generation that is just you know a few fucking heartbeats stopping away from being in power is going yeah that's fine when did reality become the movie groundhog day <laughs> well you, you know i it's, we said it, we it, were going to say this for later but i guess this is later now and we haven't talked about the the shooting this week <sighs> and i i mean i didn't do we need to go over the 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 facts of it i think everybody's heard the story but you know basically the story we know so far is Guy walks up to somebody who's uh, part of a baseball team practicing that's all um, uh, representatives and their staff and asks if they are representing the Republican team or the Democratic team. The answer is Republican. He then goes into the opposite dugout and starts taking shots at people. Awesome. We still, the, um, oh God, I'm forgetting his fucking name. Can we put this guy in the Pizzagate asshole in a cell together and just let him kill each other? He's he's dead. No, they shot him. He oh, he shot that's, that's he shot right. the, the one representative in the hip, and he's still in critical condition because there there was organ damage, and shot two cops, but they both lived and managed to take him out. And Thank God he wasn't a right winger; he'd have been a better shot. I know, right? He'd have hit his target. Right, and and curious about what the response to this was going to be. As soon as I heard the story, I opened up Twitter. That's, and oh I was just like, what What am I going <laughs> to find? See, that's, that's like your first right. mistake right there. Right. 
there was a lot of well well officer look, it I, all I started just, when i opened twitter look i can i can read the news i can listen to the news you know but i, I can't very well yell out my window and get the common man's opinion on this so that's hey. what social media is for people call the and, cops on you why is this guy talking to me and, just asking me my general opinion about things that happened today well, there was, uh, there was some solidarity out there in social media. There was a hashtag of we are all Republicans now, which was met by a lot of people with no, we're fucking not, and this changes nothing, which I agree with on principle because it's as much as thoughts and prayers. It's as, this we are all Republicans hashtag is thoughts and prayers for Twitter. It's useless, meaningless, and bullshit. But we understand that you care deeply, so let's move on. Uh, it's some dead white people. This is important, right? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot from the left about this, how this changes nothing, and uh, not even seeming a lot of sympathy for the the people that were shot. And on the right, um, I'll reference Mark Dice again because I get such a kick out of his tweets. He blamed CNN and said this that. The fake news that CNN has been reporting is what radicalized this man and that they need to be shut down. Fake news. The same news everybody reports on. Yeah. I mean, CNN is fake news. Right. They all happen to have the same events that they're covering, but CNN is making fake news. Hey, you know, not that Washington Post doesn't get mentioned. But when they talk about fake news, it's all about CNN. Why? Because they feel like they're a soft target. Because CNN can only report what gets leaked to the Washington Post in the first place. They don't go after Washington Post because the Washington Post is like, oh, no, wait, we've got a file on you. Hold on. So these guys like Mark Dice don't go, Washington Post needs to be shut down. Why wouldn't you? If you're concerned about the leakers and the fake news, well, that's who they're fucking leaking to is the Washington Post. But you don't have the balls big enough to go up against them because you know you'll get shut down and you don't want to get, make them your personal enemy. But CNN, they're just a bunch of fucking talking heads. Like, CNN doesn't do investigative reporting. No one's leaking directly to CNN. They're just presenting the news on the TV, the same shit that Washington Post is reporting. But they're an easy target. What are they really going to do? Investigate Mark Dice? Uh, Investigate the president. It's, it's silly to me. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's it's and the and I was telling you guys before the show. As soon as my brain processed what had happened, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be bad." Yeah, it wasn't people left and right extremists? Their brains are going to fold in on each other. Because first of all, oh, you got dead Republican. How does that make you feel, extreme lefts? Well, and then, to contrast this, these. Uh, all the stories that we hear out of Washington, these so-called cold politicians that are only in it for the money, not that I'm calling you out, Rich, but uh, it was all stories about how they're breaking down crying, hugging each other. I mean, they, had a, they actually had a, a, at least a day of coming together. Uh, there was Democrats ordered pizzas for the staff of the, the representative that was shot. Um, just numerous stories. 
it didn't change any issue on a lot of people want to, of course, every time something like this happens, is this going to be the one that changes the issue of gun control? It never uh, let me, is. Let me answer that for you in advance for every shooting in the future. No, it's not going to change anyone's view on who has a gun in this country or who doesn't. Those views are locked into their beliefs and, and unmalleable. But, uh, you know, and and certainly there are uh, politicians in Washington who, you know, I heard an interview on NPR between a Republican and a conservative, and they were actually there that morning to talk about something different. I think they were going to debate the health care bill, and then the shooting happens, and so that was the the topic of conversation, and they had. Believe me, they still have their talking points about why this does or doesn't change the way that we handle firearms in this country. But they were totally civil to each other, understood where they disagreed, and hugged each other at the end of the interview. And I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I know I'm super cynical, but to me that speaks to people who are super partisan. You're being played, guys, because in the end, right? They're all they're they're, they're all, all the, the same. same time. They're all together. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's all. Yes. Poli- There's a reason we call it political theater. Because but, what do you do with theater? You watch it. It's entertainment. <laughs> they've take they've taken that well, and certainly. literally turned our politics into that. So, yeah, I mean, believe me, I'm not innocent of that. I I understand to what degree my interest in a lot of what's going on is simply entertainment. Is having up to date day by day. Uh, updates on the uh, investigation into Russia collusion or what Trump's going through really going to help me? No, but there's a good part of it that makes me feel better because I want to f- because the election of Trump was a wrong move for the country and a wrong move for democracy and a wrong move for how we're represented in the world and any piece of information that can show me that we are writing that as a nation makes me feel better and by you know and certainly there's a good part of my glee in Trump's woes when because he is such a blowhard because he represents the epitome of the ugly american you know he's he's somebody who I was definitely not a fan of before he ever decided to run for president i yeah i i can't help it seeing guys who are full of shit and and think that they are, are are better than other people getting taken down a peg is always enjoyable. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of enjoyment in in this political theater. I think it's a plus that it also actually fucking matters. No, and I mean, look, here's I I've went back and forth on this, man. I really have. I. I there's a there's a pragmatic side of me that says guillotines and politicians you put them Go together on. shit changes real quick that's how revolutions get get started and finished quicker right. than nonviolent well, resu- revolutions well, was, the problem is we we are so far beyond let them eat cake days we are now sitting to where what are we going to do even if even if 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 Trump just declares himself emperor Pull some Palpatine shit, and what are we going to do? Right. Where do we check his power? Yeah. Where do where, we where put we, democracy in action? 
we're going to fight the military. Guys, let me tell you something. Yeah, there's there's people in the military who go, I'm not firing on American fucking citizens. I don't give a fuck if I agree with them or not. And there's other there's other people in the military who are true believing Kool-Aid drinkers who will blow those guys away and follow orders without question. Right. Well, Rich, what was the... Uh the guy that you sent the video of that was talking about the only way that polit- the only way that anything changes in history is by killing those in power. Ari Shafir. Thank, thank you. Yeah. So I watched his video, and it, he, he are, the the host of what was that on was it on Slate? Uh, I can't Post. remember. Was Huffington it on Huff? Post. Yeah, HuffPo. Okay. So he's being interviewed and. He he comes out and says, "Look, you know, if you if you're really interested in change in this country, then it's the only way that any meaningful change is going to get done is when politicians start dying, is when the civilians take up arms and kill them." And the host was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, I get your point, but you know, surely you're you're being facetious." <coughs> and. <coughs> mm. Excuse me, I need a cough button. <coughs> Sorry, let me take a drink of water. Didn't get into you, man. <coughs> so, deep state making you sick. They yeah, silence your voice. <laughs> so he, <laughs> right? So they have this back and forth about this, where he's not budging from his position, and I'm rolling my eyes to the whole thing because he seems quite dramatic. But I also understand that he is not wrong. You know, if you want to talk about a revolution, people are going to die. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about a revolution in this case. We don't need to overthrow the government that is under Trump's control. We merely need to put into action the rules that we all agreed on as a country in the first place. Yeah, can Congress remember how to be Congress? We need to use our Constitution not fucking shoot the president, burn down the White House, and, and tear up the Constitution and start all over again. We haven't yet proven that the system is broken. I know it's a phrase that comes out of everybody's mouths here and there. The system is broken when it's not working for you. And there's a lot of parts about the system that are broken. But just like my car, it still fucking runs. And it's all you got. And it's all you fucking got. Just like my car. <laughs> it doesn't well, matter. And so the, what do I this do? This the bus. Do I, do I bitch and moan that this or that is fucking leaking out of my escort again? Well, yeah. But I fucking patch it up and I get it the fuck back on the road because I got shit to do. Well, the whole point of the way our government was set up by the founding fathers was to be able to have... Ch- Checks and balances. Change, change at the top and regime change without the bloodshed. Yes, right. the Second Amendment is, there's a reason it's an amendment, because they realized, well, what if shit gets really bad? Okay. And, it, yeah, and, and do not fool yourself. These were people who were considered we get- terrorists to their homeland. These were right. people who were considered traitors. They knew they, very well that revolution comes with a blood with bloodshed, and yeah, so they, they put needed that, an, they needed an escape hatch in case tyranny snuck in. But that was also during the time when the worst weapon we could use against each other was what 
cannons. I mean, if you had a navy, you could bombard the fuck out of a out of a, a, a coastal city. I just like cannons pretty effective. But if I had a cannon on the right. front lawn, no one fuck with me. I mean, we we, we right. have drones and, and guns and shot guys. one at a time that you had to pack in through the muzzle. Yeah, I mean, we it, they couldn't even imagine even the most even if there were I don't even know if there were technically science fiction writers. They back know about then. an AR-15 when they wrote the uh, Second Amendment. Can you imagine showing one of the founding fathers a drone strike? <laughs> Wait, so it's a what? What is this? It's a ro- ro- robot. First of all, I think I it's a that flying they machine that shoots air, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget about the technology; just the practice involved. So you just, you know, lob this bomb over there and kill them without ever. How do you repack the musket? How do you repack it after every shot? I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't have in a million years foreseen this musket-firing vulture. <laughs> how how much our our as a species our love of war? Because it, we really just have to admit this. We we really need to, as a species, admit for all the talk of love and peace and all this shit. We really we we got a big old fucking steely heart on for war. We really do, because even if we're not currently provoking one or meddling in one. Or having one ourselves, we're always glamorizing it. We're always fucking. Yeah. How much? We're always we're always mytho, mytho, well, hey, mythologizing. How, you know how much of war, of our war coming have advanced technology? How how much do those two things, war mm-hmm. and coming, have probably advanced technology so much? The one, the one thing right. about the well, shooting that I'll say that that made me roll my eyes came from Bernie Sanders, and when he's like. I've heard that he was he volunteered for my campaign. I just want to say that he does not represent American values or whatever. And I'm like, he exactly represents American values. If what you if you don't like it, superiority through or or, or, or you, you 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 know dominance through superior firepower. That's how America treats the world. The fuck are you talking about? Go to any fucking occupied country that we've never left and ask them, how do you think Americans fucking hold on to power? And they're going to go, violence. So, all due respect, and I, hey, I voted for Bernie. Bernie, shut the fuck up and sit down, old man. Take your Alzheimer's medication. Stop, dude. Don't try to sell me a fucking yeah. bill of goods on that shit. That's ridiculous well, for him to say that. He should have come out and said, I don't support his means of whatever the fuck. He can come up with a million things. But to sit there and try to to wrap himself in, this isn't American values. This is exactly American values. Okay? And here's the bitch of it. Here's the truth, people. If it's not us, it's going to be some other fucking country. Right? No one's going... We're not every... How many fucking countries are there in the world? Like over 300 or something? We're all not just going to sit out at a table one day and go, we're all equal. No one's the world police. No one's the no one's the number one. We're all just equal. It's never going to happen. No, right? Because it's built into our nature. I after hearing so much about this book, I finally started reading last night. Actually, uh, *Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind*, which is a, um, a Jewish author named Yuval Noah Harari. I don't know if you guys have heard of this book, but. <laughs> It's what it says it is. It's, you know, tracing the history, the evolution of humans. And in the first chapter, it, it lays out how sapiens, homo sapiens, came into power in the first place. And 
when we when we teach it, we know we show the chart of like the chimpanzee to the Neanderthal to the Homo sapien, or you know, and all these steps in between of this evolution of over millions of years, slowly man stood up and started growing a bigger brain and all this stuff. But the truth of it is, is that many species started evolving from different apes. And Homo sapiens, for hundreds of thousands of years, lived alongside of Neanderthals, or Neanderthals, actually, as it's pronounced. Um, uh, I, I'm forgetting some of the names of the others, but there's like many other different species that we've found since that were not Homo sapiens and lived on the same planet all at the same time, up to, I think, five or six different species at once. So they all learned so to make it guns? Wasn't, it wasn't... It, at no time did a Neanderthal evolve into a Homo sapien. The Homo sapiens killed the Neanderthals and all the other Homo genus well, that were out there. That's a macroaggression of the highest so order. We, I mean, forget about this nation being birthed by revolution and violence. The whole reason we're here. Wait. And there, not. There's a Homo sapien Hitler? There's someone who probably had to order take him out. It's no, you're you're right, Aaron. And that was if I, I can't remember the author off the top of my head. He wrote I am Richard Matheson. If you've ever read I Am Legend, that was the that was the subtext to that story. Was that that or if you've seen the movie even is that I can't remember Will Smith's character's name, but he was the last human on earth and the, and the, the the monsters he was fighting was the next step in evolution and they saw him as the bad guy and so their entire thing was for us to continue as a species we have to get rid of him same way that we got rid of the neanderthals it, it's i mean it this is this is cold hard facts this is how nature works this is science folks this is where your feelings don't fucking matter and that's what I'm getting at. Yes, we've evolved to where we, I guess, what did what did what did uh, Neil Young say? We have a kinder, gentler machine gun hand. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's you know. some alt right person right now listening to this going, "See, Hitler was just ahead of his time." Well, I mean, I tend to agree with Bill Hicks sometimes. Hitler was right; he was just an underachiever. He should have killed everybody, <laughs> but you know. But then again, that's the same days that I pray. For, that's the same days I pray for the asteroid. So yeah, now there, you know. there's been a lot of hoping for the asteroid this week. Like I told, uh, sorry, because I'm gonna go off on. I was gonna go off on a tangent, but we'll stay on the road. Well, and I mean, here's you guys have pretty much said what, what came to mind when you first heard of the shooting. I swear to God, I'm not even joking. Even though it comes off like a joke, the first thing I thought of when I heard of the shooting was, whoa. There's a Bernie Sanders supporter who believes in the Second Amendment. Cool. I mean, I, I people. Oh my God! The, the the hatred on the left drove him to do this. No, no more than the hatred on the right drove Timothy McVeigh. They're weak-minded individuals yeah. that taken over by propaganda. They were yeah. sick. They're fucking evolutionary hiccups that we need to fucking take out of the gene pool, and we did. Okay, unfortunately. Right. 
he harmed a few people on his way out. Instead of sticking the gun in his mouth and pulling the trigger, if he really wanted to do some good, he should have done that. It's always these assholes going to take people out to, you know, with them. Just fucking blow your own head off, man. Yeah, so, so Mark Dice calling for CNN to take uh, responsibility for this man going, shooting other people is the same as people who called for uh, Marilyn Manson records to be taken off the shelves after Columbine. Which is ironic because they thought they literally have video of them going, Marilyn Manson's a fag. They didn't even listen to Marilyn Manson. I mean, like they hated him. He was too mainstream for them. Right. These were hip, these were hipster school shooters. <laughs> but I, but it's the blame game, and I'm sitting here just going, these are defective people whose wiring are not right. These are people who whatever have had. Something happened to him. And from what I understand, the man was living out of his car. He had a YMCA membership so he could take a fucking shower. He had become obsessed with politics, probably because he had nothing else going on in his life. And whatever happened to him along the the, the line, he was looking for someone to blame. Instead of going, wow, what did I do to fucking help myself into this situation? And what can I do to get myself out? It was easier to go... Taxes, taxes, taxes. And, and apparently, if you went to his Facebook page, he had a war of words going with some right-wing version of him, like in, in some print media, to the point where they were constantly tagging each other in their in their social media posts and taking shots at each other. And it's like, well, if you had a beef with that asshole, why don't you go shoot him? Because you're a pussy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out some politicians. Really? You're, I just... These are sick individuals. This is mental ill. This, hey, people go. Well, that's what the that's what the NRA says. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's they're right. Even a broken clock's right twice a day. All right. But yeah. who who emptied the the mental health facilities and defunded them and turned those people into the streets? And and we've kept we've kept his uh, uh, legacy going since then. Ronald fucking Reagan. All right. right. So it, it goes back to the the great white daddy of the fucking GOP, and I, you expect some sympathy from me? No, you get no sympathy from me. This is a, this is a problem we brought upon ourselves, and we nonsense. We perpetuate this shit with this nonsense by pushing partisan politics and saying pick a side, and if you don't pick a side then you don't matter. And the truth is, gun everybody in this country's head, all 370 million of us, I guarantee you, people like us who have who have beliefs that agree with both sides and some beliefs that don't agree with any side, we outnumber the, the, the Kool-Aid drinking partisans. I, I guarantee it. But it's in our nature to be tribal. And this is just a new version of tribalism. I mean, it's. I love how when you know people talk about Oh, you know, the Europeans came here and killed the peaceful First Nation. You know, really peaceful? There were tribes warring with each other constantly. They literally called themselves tribes. Okay. Oh, and and then the Europeans showed up on the continent of Africa, and 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 we were kings, and 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 we ruled the world until the Europeans showed up. Who sold them? Who sold them? Other Africans. Who had captured other tribes and enslaved them, which they still do to this day. 
Right. This you know, is nothing new, guys. This is kind of the bigger uh, point in the the Walking Dead, and you know, the TV series and the the Fear the Walking Dead. When it's at its best, it does manage to communicate this. Neither of them are really at their strongest currently, in my opinion. But it's this idea that the conflict, the human conflict, of understanding that you know there is tribalism for reasons of survival, for protection against those who you don't know what their what their intentions are, but balancing that with also the understanding that the bigger your tribe gets, the more successful it is and the more things you can do and the easier everyone's life gets. And to, it just seems ridiculous to me to fight against that. I mean, I understand giving into what is essentially a base fear of just seeking safety and not trusting other people who are not like you. I understand that. I, I think it's wrong I think it's backwards, but I understand your fear. But I can't comprehend somebody who doesn't, by this point in our in our current society, understand that we built all of this around us by consistently making our tribe bigger. And yes, sometimes that means killing off the males of the other tribes and taking their women and children. Sometimes we make our tribes bigger through war. Most times we make our tribes bigger through war. But what are you really going to accomplish with a, a U.S. where there's only white people? I'll tell you what, there's really not enough white people to keep the U.S. going. They're just, they're just fucking isn't. You want to talk about how Come much on, taxes Step you pay? Step it up. You kick every fucking person who's not white out of this country and you're going to be leaning more and more on this, on your corrupt government to do things for you and they're going to tax you more and more. Jesus. So what do you, you really end up with? That's why imagine, I say, why, why do you even have a claim to this country? Go find a fucking island somewhere and I'll move to it. I'm you fine with how, that. Can you imagine how bad, and I mean, I know this is going to come off as a joke. And the, and the obvious joke is how bad music would suck because we'd all start clapping like on the upbeat and shit, and, <laughs> you know. But I mean, honestly, how much culture would suck in America without the melting pot? Oh man, I mean, music right. would dude, suck ass, dude. I don't no. I look. I, I, my family's from Ireland. I don't want to go back to boiling all my food to the point where I can drink my dinner through a straw. <laughs> All right. I like spicy food. I like I like different cultures. I like the fact that right. I can you go You don't to, like jazz and R&B, but it's kind of essential to my listening. Yeah, you know, I mean it, it, this is what I don't understand. Where the what Chris's the fuck? phone agrees. What <laughs> rich uh sorry. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I sent the message. <laughs> You're Let both culpable. <laughs> But I mean, dude, I, 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 that's what I don't understand. Like, what, what do these people think is going to happen? Do they think that the fact that, that we've, we are a melting pot? No, and we got our fucking issues. That's a given. I shouldn't even have to say that, but somewhere someone's fucking screaming at their fucking phone or the speaker. Oh, oh we're a melting pot, but we got our problems with racism. Of course we what do. What about, what about, what I, about? I, you know, like, oh, I Jesus. But here's the deal. How anyone can look at our country and go, we'd be better off 
if we didn't have different cultures and we didn't have different traditions and and food and music and you can make a strong case or that's what made us so dominant so quickly in this well, world how what think about this think about this just look at it from basic biology when you buy a dog and you buy a purebred dog okay those dogs have usually been so bred that they're in that that they have they now have hip dysplasia genetic yeah. defects in them the they're strongest all end up anemic the strongest dogs are mutts. royalty the, the, the physically the healthiest dogs are mutts who you go what is your dog i don't fucking know he's whatever his name is or whatever her name is i don't mean to assume my dog's gender i don't know but you know but dog in here cuz it's deaf cuz it's so inbred it's only the history that's uh, that's important to you and lines up with your beliefs that these people are are interested in they have this idea that White people came to this country and built everything. And then a bunch of black people and brown people and yellow people and everybody else came in and took advantage of it. <laughs> like a so like a bunch like a boat full of, pe- uh, of people from from different countries in Africa just showed up and said, uh, "Hey, we're here to pick some cotton." Yeah, I know, right? Hey, can we work for free if we get to live here? Yeah, that's that's that sounds like a deal to me. So, so I mean, so so really means make America white again. Oh, one hundred percent. Is that what we're getting at? I mean, is that even even the the thinly veiled message? I don't think that Trump believes any of that to to that degree that I just laid it out. That is the alt right rights view, and he sees the alt right as a voting block that he can control, and that's the biggest joke. That's. The biggest reason why I cannot take the alt-right seriously as a movement, because if you're so die-hard to your beliefs, how do you not see that the man who claims to be carrying out your mission is fucking you in the face? He's not even doing it in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's, he's literally fucking your face. Here's my penis open wide. No, Immigration for- is nothing but a tool for him to to uh, get voters. He doesn't care about your fucking safety. Guess what's for dinner tonight? His his, his blessed Im- immigrant uh, ban that first time around had Iraq on it, and then second time around, oh, Iraq's gone. Why? Oh, because what? They got rid of all their fucking terrorists? Because they don't have extremist Muslims in their country? No, because they did a deal as a prisoner exchange. They took a bunch of people who they couldn't uh, definitely identify where their home country was, so they didn't know where to ship them back to and said, here's a bunch of brown people we don't know what to do with anymore, and we don't want them in our country. So take these, and we'll take you off the fucking list. So he's just using it as leverage. Hey, guess what you're having for lunch? Penis. Here's the businessman that you wanted. This is where I do agree with people. You'll never guess what breakfast is. This is. <laughs> I hope you like prison food and penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I mean, well, yeah, this immigration is, I, is the shaft. The balls are healthcare. <laughs> this is healthcare That's bouncing nice. off of my chin violently. <laughs> my eyes are watering. I'm gagging all over the place. Healthcare yeah. pounding America's pussy. But no, this is where I like I agree with people on the right, but I think they're right for the wrong reasons, and it's yeah. infuriating because anyone on the left goes, "See, you're an alt rightist in disguise, wolf in sheep's clothing." I don't think I don't really think Donald Trump thinks right. in terms of 
he's better than any race. I think he thinks he's better than everybody. Yeah, no, he's not a racist. Yeah, he's not a racist. He's not a sexist. He's, he's not a whatever. He's a Trumpist. He's, He's an opportunist. Yeah. He's going to use whoever helps him get more power. And he doesn't care if that's male, female, transgender, black, white. It doesn't matter. Right, because ultimately fucking, he's using them all. Yes. He's, he is a user. I mean, it's like, look, for all the shit that we can sit here and talk about Obama and everything, I truly believe that Obama, because Obama did something that took some balls that... It really took balls, especially coming from, you know, a, a black, the first black president. He went, look, we got to stop this shit. Black people. And he, and he was like, basically, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, this is black. This is him telling black people, black people, knock this shit off of thinking that just because one black person's offended, we're all offended. Sorry, we're all individuals. We need to start right. treating each other like that. Yeah, stop that thinking of ball- us as a block. That took balls to say because if you, having lived and grown up with black folks, there is a strong segment that believes that if you break with popular notions of what black folks are supposed to be like or supposed to believe, you think you've heard white people say some racist shit? Sit down next to them and tell them, hey, uh, your buddy over here is a Republican and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear some shit. You're going to hear racial slurs you didn't even know existed. (laughs) What's funny is... uh, I don't know what that means. I just know I'm offended. The only reason I know what a river cricket is is because I watched (laughs) one black person call another black person a river... (laughs) Country-ass river cricket... Who is stepping to and sucking up to Massa? And I was like, what "The fuck is a river cricket? I've never even heard that one." Uh, it's Mandy's from New Jersey. She grew up in New Jersey. She lived on the West Coast. She's used to pretty tolerant environments, and she uh, tends bar here. And uh, she just said the uh, she's just one of the things that has stricken her is just the rampant racism from everybody. Around here, it ain't just coming from Whitey. It's coming from everybody. Oh, we we because Detroit has been such a segregated city for for going on yeah fifty years now. Sixty seven is the it's the fiftieth anniversary of the sixty seven riots. We and we're so segregated. We have we have like honed our racism to the sharpest edge. It comes from. Everybody. Now, I'm not talking systemic racism, institutional racism. I'm talking good old-fashioned, laissez-faire racism. That Do the shut right up, thing white racism. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Like, all we need, if you cue up that scene that starts with, I think, Danny Aiello and ends with, like, the Korean grocer and everybody's cussing everybody out. And we're, oh, yeah. we're, 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 we're uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson goes, chill the fuck out you know (laughs) everybody calm the fuck down that is exactly an exaggerated version of growing up in the detroit metro area because you're going to hear it yeah that that's one of his smartest films because he had characters that would like in one breath say sal why are there no brothers on the wall and then fuck that chinese grocer over there and not see the hypocrisy in their own actions he was calling everybody out in that movie well uh, but hey i wanted to say uh you mentioned obama and we're talking about race 
before we started recording, I was listening to Joe Biden being interviewed on Fresh Air, and I highly recommend it. It's actually a really good interview. Is this and where he said he believes in destiny? In about destiny? running for president? Or No, he oh, said I don't know. I didn't get to no finish plans. it yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think they got to that at the end. But Terry Gross asked him about working with Obama and about the opposition that they were seeing from Republicans and how much of that was racism. And he said, you know, early on in their administration, uh, they were having, you know, some sort of meeting. There was a senator there, and he was just extremely rude to Obama and disrespectful to him. And he doesn't, he doesn't say who it was, and he's kind of vague about what is said because he's not looking to call anyone out. But apparently it came off as, as racist. And when everybody started racist. clearing out of the room, Biden was, gonna go after him and like Obama grabbed him by the hand. he's like where are you going he's like I'm gonna go settle that guy's hash right now out in the hallway he's not gonna get away with disrespecting the president like that and Obama said Joe let it go listen you take the good with the bad do you think I would have beaten you in the primaries if I wasn't a, if I was a, a white 42 year old male he understood that his being black is part of what got him in there which, uh, as as a, as a, as being, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a, I'm called this an accusation. Sometimes I'm called it as a compliment. Depends on who it's coming from. But as someone who a lot of people considers a pragmatist, I respect his pragmatism in that in that yeah. situation because he he's dealing in reality. That's all I want. Deal in reality, folks. Obama pretty much said, "Hey, for right. once, black being worked out." Well, you know what we have. Uh, well, it's about the concept that uh, of having ideals is a good one. It's good to have ideals. It's what kind of shapes your morals. Uh, if you have a uh, if you have thoughts about what you want the world to look like and what you think is a better world, then that's a good thing. And if you can act on those, it's even better. Being an idealist is an insult. I don't think people understand that anymore. Being an idealist doesn't mean that you're focused on the prize and nothing's going to, to deter you from that. And you're going to fight everybody that gets in your way. You're usually not successful because you're looking for a fight everywhere. I think Obama understood that his job wasn't to get up there and be Captain Racism and punch out Nazis. <laughs> the worst superhero ever. He, he was... You know, he was there to get shit done ultimately. And, you know, he understood he he understood where his race was a hindrance and where it was a help. And didn't blame anybody else for that. He just dealt he worked with the hand he was dealt. So yeah, Which I is, do re I respect him for that. He's not an idealist. Exactly. It, it, it's it's misunderstanding of the of the his catchphrase of hope. Well, it's very it's also it's very easy and it's very lazy. To take the okay, someone like okay, perfect example. If um, uh, oh shit, god damn it, oh, fuck, I just lost it. Sorry, uh, it, it was it, I cannot remember the, the but it was a case of oh, Black Lives Matters protesters in mm -hmm. Toronto and Pride protesters in Toronto, and okay, the, the Black Lives Matter protesters basically through the implication of. What do you? What about what a bunch of foo foo motherfuckers going to do 
because they were marching at the same time, was like, your march is over to where our march is done, interrupted it. And to, I guess, their shock, the pride march was like, oh, we don't fucking think so. Just because, you know, just because I suck some dick, I'll start some shit. Don't, don't give it, don't get it twisted. And I mean, it became a big fucking, you know, uh, oh shit, who, who do you side with? I mean, I could just picture right. the far left, just heads exploding, hey. trying to figure out Gays who's know more how to stir some other. shit up. But I mean, here's the thing. It turns into, well, I'm out here and I've had this happen. Well, so what? I've had this happen. Well, okay, look, why can't you go, hey, you know what? Everybody has faced adversity or discrimination at some point in their life to varying degrees. Why can't you go, I empathize with you, and I've been through my own version of it. Here's my version of it. Can you empathize with me? And and we can't. two adults can't sit down and go, yeah, you know what? Yeah, it sucks. Dude, I have no idea to know what it's like to be black. I have no idea. Right. I can't tell you, but, you, but here's the deal. A woman, I can't. A woman can't tell me what it's like to be a man standing in fucking family court, being told you got supervised visitation because accusations her lawyer made, and the judge going, "Good, okay, supervised visitation, all right." You don't know what it's like to get raked over the coals, uh, you know, because you're a woman and you're training men who are who are new hires. Who the next day you come in after the training's done, they're your fucking boss. Okay, these, it's not a, it's not a contest. This isn't, for, for, the, for the left not wanting a bunch of, you know, for everybody to be winners, they sure do love competition when it comes to the oppression Olympics because they just compete with each other. It's nonsense. You can have empathy and compassion for what another person has gone through and still understand that that's unique to them and what you've gone through is unique to you. You don't need to fucking... You don't need to play whose dick's bigger here. And that's, yeah. that's well, my you issue. Know, and for him not to play that game, that makes me respect him that much more. Not as necessarily right. a politician or a president. As a human fucking being, it makes me respect him more. For all the talk about who'd you want to sit out and... If, okay, if it, was the, if, if it was... If I wanted to do coke and, and, and drink beer, it'd be George Bush. But if I want to sit out and have... He, he pulled Biden. bitches when he was younger. I've seen pictures of him when he was younger, man. Hell yeah, dude. He, he, yeah, he was pulling them. But, I mean, if I want to sit down and have just a conversation with a guy who I think would be able to understand, not that fake Bill Clinton lip-biting, I feel your pain <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. I'm talking, would go, man, I understand. Because of what I've been through. I understand it's not the exact same thing. But at a certain point, being shit on for your gender, your race, your religion, whatever, it's all bullshit. And why can't we all just sit down and understand that and go, well, if you don't like being treated that way, why do you insist on treating other people that way? And for him to be able to put that aside, that, that's, a bigger, that's a bigger human being than 99.9% .9 of the people I fucking deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Because they can't get over petty shit, microaggression bullshit. Mm -hmm. yeah, Obama came across to me as somebody who was actually like a decent person. And it's nice to see a former president, like when I see him in pictures of Michelle and they're out and about and they're, you know, traveling the world and shit, like they actually look like they, they love each other. They're happy to be there. Do you think Bill and Hillary fucking travel together? I don't Fuck think, no. I think the last think time in, Bill was inside Hillary was in the 90s. I was going to say, well, how old's Chelsea? Yeah. 
It's probably been that long. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she threw him a blowjob on election night 92. I don't know. But, <laughs> I know, right? Hey, we did it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to get way into it. I won't make eye contact, but I'll give you a quick one real quick. I mean, I, to me, that's a sign of a good person. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. You know, Anybody can get stuck in a fucking marriage of convenience, I guess, but that means he's made good choices. If you're in a marriage of convenience, you, ultimately you made that choice and ended up there, and you're making that choice to stay there for whatever, to further whatever purposes. He made the right choice. She made the right choice. I mean, they genuinely enjoy each other's company. They don't come off as evil fucking people. And they both love pussy. No, I'm not talking about Bill and Hillary. I'm talking oh, about... Wait, oh, Barry and oh, Michelle. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I... And, and Biden... I say for, by my I mean, statement. For, <laughs> for, <laughs> for Biden. And, you know, Biden has, you know, he's... He, his political track record, it's, it's got some head scratchers in there. But, I mean, there's no way he could have seen something he did in the 90s coming back to bite his, you know, party in the ass in, you know, 2014 over a fucking Supreme Court justice nomination or Supreme Court judge nomination. But, I mean, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. And to be completely honest with you, now that we're, ex what, at least nine years away from the Bush administration, I don't need... I don't agree with his politics. I definitely don't agree with his religion. Bush doesn't come off like the bad guy that was running that organization. He definitely wasn't the brains of that organization. No, it is no. That's the Cheney no, but, administration. We all know that. But exactly. But Trump, but Trump makes Bush Jr. look like a statesman. I know, right? We like all a, we all miss him. Hey, why don't you come back? Right. I mean, uh, he made it made it been a little wacky with the shoulder rubs and shit, but. You know, what you come back and listy. Once you come back and try to quote something again, we can all laugh at that. <laughs> Instead of waking up and being horrified by Twitter every morning. Well, you know, another thing that Biden says in the interview because he's asked about Trump, and he doesn't, he doesn't go into, he doesn't directly slag Trump, and he certainly doesn't get into whether he thinks he's guilty of collusion or obstruction of justice or anything like that at this point. But he does point out that what he considers to be the biggest danger from the Trump administration is the fact that regardless of their guilt, their total disinterest and possible obstruction of the investigation into the depths of how Russia was trying to affect our election is is is. Is going to ultimately, in his opinion, damage this country more in the long term. So, I, I mean, definitely. I, mean, I don't know. Any, I I'll stop you when I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep going, Joe. Yeah. But yet, you know, it it is. It's while it's not actionable. Some of the most incriminating things that have been done, or it's not about actually what's been done. It's what's not. You know, in, in the session hearings, um, hearing, I should say, he was, uh, he was asked if he was ever briefed on, on the situation with Russia. You know, not specifically collusion, just were you ever, did you ever receive a briefing on Russia's involvement in trying to influence our election? Not that he could recall. Of course. He wasn't even fucking briefed on it. And, <laughs> 
It was also in Comey's testimony about President Trump. He's the head of the FBI. He's heading up this investigation. What are the conversations? What are what's my involvement? Not what's going on here. Tell me what 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 Russia is doing to try and affect our elections and and take down our democracy. So none of these people are even curious. So it does get beyond guilt of collusion or guilt of obstruction of justice. If that's what it takes to get these people out of office, I'm all for it. But in my mind, they're already guilty. It does not matter. They are guilty of of woeful negligence in protecting what our country stands for. It, it, it's academic whether it's because of collusion or not. You were saying, it isn't Trump going to be investigated now? What was going on with that? I hadn't heard that. Well, it was leaked to the Washington Post this week. Breaking news to me. That as that Trump is actually under investigation by who the day uh by the FBI. Oh. And specifically by Robert Mueller now because he's heading up that investigation. Him. Right. Well oh. it was along with this information, it was wasn't that they started investigating him that day. This was the day after he fired Comey. They immediately started an investigation into the president based on obstruction of justice. Neat. So, so this is when when people want to talk about this, these conversations. <laughs> the new world people, record. People people want to parse the the conversations between Comey and Trump and get what they believe out of it. And when Trump talks about wanting to get out there that he's not under investigation, and the whole reason why Comey was saying to him, "Yet you're not under investigation," but I don't want to go out there and say that. Because what's not being said there, which should be understood, what Comey is saying is that I don't, or he does say it in in the hearings though. What what should have been understood to the president is that he didn't want to have to then be in a situation where he has to go and tell the American people, okay, well now the president is under investigation. So, too, uh, yeah, I don't. too late. <laughs> Right, so he is under investigation. Yeah, well, is the collusion going to be the thing that that gets him? It's tough. Or not collusion, uh, obstruction. Obstruction of justice is a rather tough thing to prove because you have to prove intent. Well, now they need. Don't they? You can't don't they need can, these tapes then that Trump is boasting about? Like now, nah, you got tapes. Right. Let's hear them, motherfucker. There's no fucking tapes. I can't. How does nobody see through that shit? Oh, maybe it's a file on an iPhone. I know tapes and outdated technology. Well, I mean, okay. The, the interesting thing is, before it was announced that he's under investigation, is that Trump said, "I'm not sure in relation to what," but that he had no problem testifying under oath. Hey, what was it? Four days later, Spicer came out and said, "Nah, he never said that." <laughs> and the press was like, "We got that, that it on tape." And he's like, no, you don't. Oh, please. I'm, it's straight up gangster shit. It's just <laughs> deny, <nah>. deny, deny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the, the top two things yeah. that. I want him. What are you talking about? I want to see, which I don't think will ever happen, but I would love to see him fire Robert Mueller and testify in front of the, the Senate here, uh, committee on TV. You because know, it'd be the highest only- rated program ever. He's only a good liar when he has the stage, right? 
he's a he can make up whatever story he wants to as long as he has complete control over the environment to present that story to you. He has to be the storyteller. He has to be the architect. Yeah, which is why you're seeing, you know, I don't know if there's necessarily been less press uh, White House briefings or, uh, uh, but he's certainly thrown out there the idea of getting rid of them all together. And they have... Good Lord, he should. (laughs) They have shut down doing uh, interviews with reporters in the White House hallways, which is just something that happens on a regular basis. The missteps that this administration takes and misreading the room constantly blows my mind. Because, I mean, it's like that cabinet meeting where he sat there with that stupid fucking grin on his face and he went person to person like he's oh, Kim Jong Un. Hey, you want to see said, 10 white dudes jerk me off? I, that is some supreme leader bullshit. Yeah. That is insanity. Yeah, every one of them had praise. Oh, thank you so much for bringing me into this administration. You make me so proud. If it, this wasn't being televised right now, I would be sucking your dick, I Mr. President. I want to see the Guys. meeting before that meeting, because you know all kinds of crazy shit. You're going to say, like, probably ordering them, like, you're going to fucking just sit here and tell you how much you love no, me, because you like no, your job. I, honestly, I think that's just understood. I think these people go in, they're mm-hmm. understanding who they're working for, and they yep. all they have to say is, listen, we expect, Trump expects to hear... Some good, you know, everybody to bring some some positive contribution to this about what this administration is doing. Yep. Because if and you that's look all that has to be said, and they and they all go, okay. If you I'll go get my banana flavored lube. <laughs> <laughs> if you look, at, <laughs> if you look at the photos of that, Trump sitting there with his shit eating grin, and everyone around him is looking down at the table. Like, oh, God, these cameras are on. Would this look like they just got caught jerking off the family dog? Like, yeah. they just, like, you can tell that. Is this going to be my tombstone right here? Like, yeah, this they is made, the only thing everyone, anyone's going to remember is me sucking President Trump's dick on TV. I mean, they might flip the switch and throw on the, 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 the plastic smile when it was their turn, but. The pictures of people that weren't talking, it looked like a team that just lost the Super Bowl. You know what like, you seriously, it, it was just, I'm sitting there and I'm just watching this and I'm like, this is fucking surreal. Like, and I'm reading the stories and because I'm an idiot, I go down to the comment sections oh. and I just couldn't, oh, that was such genuine affection for him. Affe- Wait, what? Like... You could. Who could read? I don't care how partisan you are. At some point, you have to go. Okay. Yeah. It's like saying rape is general. Yeah, that was some tender lovemaking. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna rape you uh, tenderly. <laughs> rape you tenderly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what rapist tries to make his victim feel good? You know what I'm saying? Like oh, is it good for you? All right. Yeah. No. I mean, it was. It was. It, it was embarrassing. To me, that is one of the most embarrassing, uh, just on the level of we have to be the laughing stock of the fucking world at this point. Like, that's some shit that if Putin pulled, 
would be on The Daily Show, yeah. John Stewart, Bill Maher, all the fucking late night talk guys, we would be laughing at him collectively as a country. But because our orange god emperor did it, oh, well, half the country's fucking, oh, that was genuine, that was real. Yeah, I bet you think strippers like you too, stupid. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Right. The, the, shock in, the shock is no longer in what Trump will do because I think we have to accept that it could be anything at this point. You know, it, if he actually drops trowel and whips out his dick with half a chub on just so that he can prove that he's got a big one, it wouldn't shock me. What is consistently shocking is all of the other Republicans in power who refuse to even say anything, who are frightened, spineless little worms that can't even call out the president when he's clearly wrong, clearly lying, clearly speaking against American values, representing the country in unpopular ways. And, you know, and on top of that, you want to talk about spineless, the health care bill that that uh, went to the Senate that has been constructed in secret and not <laughs> debated on the floor. But remember, so they that, promised transparency, transparency when compared to the Affordable Care Act. Remember, they promised that. Right. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When, when Pelosi said, well, we have to pass it to find out what's in it. I wanted to smack that bitch in the next week also. Oh, God, yeah. But this shit, this is like, no, no don't worry about that. No, no, I, I know. What, seriously, what do you got behind your back? It don't matter. Just, shh, just sit down. Just let it happen. It's okay. I mean, I, 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 this is ridiculous. This is, yeah. uh, this is just, the, oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 well, this type of shit is politics, you know. Uh, if you think you've got a bill that's going to be possibly unpopular with a, with a good amount of people and be difficult to pass. Yeah. You control, you want to control the message and, you know, there's plenty of examples of legislation being dropped last minute in the laps and people voting on stuff that they haven't read. But this goes even beyond that. This is like, this is none of your business. Don't worry about what the, what the fuck we're doing over here. It's only legislation that's going to affect literally everybody in the U.S. What is amazing to me is not that anyone in Trump's fucking camp isn't going, um, Mr. President, remember those, those, those working poor and, and working class white people that everybody blames right. for you being in office? They're pretty pissed about this. That's where I'm starting to see people defecting off the Trump bandwagon is the people that are going to be fucking going broke or people who are going to lose coverage or be denied or be priced out of coverage who voted for Trump because we, I'm sure we all remember which we're going to replace the Affordable Care Act with something for everybody. It's going to cost you less and it's going to be so great. It's going to be so wonderful. You just wait. Mm -hmm. yep. And to be the best bill. I mean, even if you well, don't support the Affordable Care Act, the fact that we don't even know what's in that fucking thing should make you go, give you pause at least for a second and go, wait a minute. Yeah. This, well, this smacks of some bullshit right here. 
Apparently, Trump knows it, what's in there. He's read it, and he calls it mean. Even th- this bill is apparently so bad, even Trump thought it was a bad idea. How, then how bad is this bill? Right. <laughs> and how, if Donald and Trump how, went, no thanks? How bad is the House getting fucked on this deal? Because here's what happens if Donald now. Donald Trump thinks you've got to lighten up? The House had to go through hell to try and get one bill passed. Send it to the Senate. The Senate changes it in secrecy. We'll probably vote on it last minute, which means because of the amount of changes, it now has to go back to be re-voted on in the House, which the House will have to do in public now that everybody knows what the fuck is in it and what they're voting on. So I think what this really is is not necessarily out of some sort of embarrassment that they keep this so secret. They're just lobbing the, the, the shit ball back at the, at the house and trying to protect their seats. It's the world's the senators worst are game worried. Of hot potato. Yeah, it's hot potato, but you got a bag of dog shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> the house gave the Senate a bag of dog shit. It's on and fire. Then they, and then they took it into a secret room, shit on top of that dog shit, and gave it back to the house. We put human feces in with the dog shit, and we're t- sending it back to you. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Is lie. that America? That's not even China. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I've pretty much resigned myself to. In within a couple of years here, I, I'm. I'm I'm going to be going back to barely be able to afford the medication I need and using emergency rooms for anything, you know, that I need to, that I would normally just make an appointment with my doctor and go see and going into massive amounts of debt for it. And then then them coming after me and, and it going on my credit record record and coloring everything in my life because right. I can't job afford that you could get. Yeah, I can't, I can't afford, I can't afford it. No, I'm, I, mean, I hear you. You know, and it, the, the fact that I'm sitting here and I've been doing this now for years, and it's now the prospects only going to get worse. I mean, at a certain point, I got to go. W- what is the point of living on the grid? Seriously, I can go get Wi-Fi at McDonald's. Right. I mean, I can, I can, I can. I, maybe, maybe I have built up a you know a, enough goodwill towards me that I, I can sleep in a corner of one of my friend's basements on a couch and just work whatever job I can get with my shitty credit rating due to my medical debt and throw them money and exist until I die. And I mean, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. I lived like that for years after my divorce. That's what I did. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I hear, I've got a health care plan of my own. It's called eating fruits and vegetables, stop smoking and exercise a little bit, and hope to God you don't break a fucking bone. Exactly. And without getting into into specifics of of what's wrong with me, one of the things that they're talking about with me is for me to be able to, because my back had so much nerve damage from, and I did this to myself, I can't blame anybody else, by drinking, but I have so much nerve damage, they want to start on a monthly basis injecting steroids directly into my spine. What do you think that's going to cost me without insurance? Holy fuck. That's not, I'm not going to be able to afford can't it. can't even imagine. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm no, at the no, point right you. now yeah. where it takes me 15 minutes to stand up straight when I get out of bed some days. How much worse? It's not going to get better on its own. And this is nerve damage. It ain't ever going to get better. 
That's what nerve nerves are like. Once once you do nerve damage, unless a miracle happens somewhere down the line, you're fucked. That's done, and all you can do is not make it worse and hope you don't make it worse. That's it. So, I, I mean, this shit is it's terrifying to me because this is like this is my life that's on the line here. My ability to, to, to be an independent human being that doesn't need to fucking suck off the government tit. And eventually they're going to close that ability, the ability for me to do that. That's mm-hmm. just going to happen. I know that's that com- drying up before too long. Yeah. And then I'm just going to exist and wait to die. And I mean, if I had like committed a crime, if I had fucked a kid, murdered somebody, I would accept, you know, I brought this on myself. But I mean, You'd also I, get three meals a day. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, see I, a doctor. Like, and, it, and I really don't. And regular anal like, sex. Like, I, I, I it, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, prison rules apply. Biggest guy goes on top. Well, so I I'll make sure. I make sure I get a, a little scrawny ass roommate and be like, you want? to be the mommy or the daddy? I didn't say be oh, catching. I'm just know. saying. I'll ask him. I'll be like, you want to be the mommy or the daddy? And when he says daddy, I'll say, well, get down here and suck your wife's dick. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mean, and I'm not, I don't mean to come off as poor pity me. It's just a re. This is the reality. This is the uncomfortable conversation I've had with myself through this entire process. And it started with the with the quote unquote Affordable Care Act, which really wasn't affordable. And it's now progressed to this. And if I'm having this conversation, then I know that there are plenty of people just like me having or not this conversation of these thoughts they're having these thoughts well and going well do i really need a car do i really need you know you're forced to make choices you shouldn't have to make you know maybe i can maybe i can live in a studio apartment with a roommate somewhere i mean you know it's lovely yeah but don't haven't you heard the choices between avocado toast and healthcare? yeah well that's that's the problem everyone's making the wrong choice they're not putting all of their uh, extra money after paying rent into healthcare. <laughs> well, I love the, the one politician. is delicious. I love the one politician who came out and said, you know, you're going to tell me you can't afford healthcare, yet you have a $700 brand new iPhone. And I'm sitting there with a phone. Okay, give me, so- give me healthcare I can finance for $35 a month. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, here, well here's the deal. I was sitting there when that was said with a phone. I was five years old that had so little on board that was given to me as a gift because right. it had been handed down through three separate people yeah. that I had to finally replace it because it didn't have enough onboard memory to update the, the, the operating system. And I had nothing on there. No pictures, no videos, no apps. Bare bones. I mean... Right, yeah. Everybody's got a smartphone, but 90% of them are 50 to $100 or free with your plan. Exactly. I mean, you know, and uh, here's that just here's shows how out of touch that that guy is. Well, here's the thing. It's it's also it, it gets somehow it gets framed as people like me are angry at people who are doing well. And maybe I'm stupid. Maybe you know, uh, I, I I you know I I just I don't know. I'm too hopeful. I don't know what what the word would be. I don't begrudge people who worked hard. And yes, I know that luck does play a factor in it, but hard work also does and have prospered. I don't look at them and go, well, fuck them. They should pay my way. I just want 
a chance. That's it. Right. That's, that's all I care about. A guy climbing the ladder can show you the way, and you can follow right up after him. I mean, but if that I, guy's kicking out every rung on the as he goes up, so that nobody else can get up. Well, then fuck you. That's where the fuck you comes from. Not for getting to the top of the ladder, for making sure that nobody followed you. I mean, I, I at the time I, mean, I didn't so, realize, I and mean, I was dumb. But in the nineties, when you could walk in with a high school diploma and get a fifteen, sixteen dollar an hour job in some factory somewhere. When I had yeah. opportunities like that, and they said, hey, we're hiring, first thing I did is called up my friends who were toiling away in some bullshit job, and I said, hey, man, we're hiring. Put me down as a reference. Come on, let's go make this fucking money. But I guess in 40 years sucking wind on this rock, I've had to learn that most people don't feel that way. A lot of people have the, I got mine, and I'm afraid that if you get yours, it's going to take away from me, so... You're just, yeah. I'm not going to help you because it's just more competition. I think that's the main thing wrong with where we live. Like, that's the general mentality right. around here. Why, why should I help you? Nobody helped me. Yeah, well, just I got mine and fuck everybody else. It's just the which general is, attitude around here. Yeah. It's White, which black, was the whole, the whole point of uh, Obama's speech about you didn't build that, that everybody took wrong. Well, uh, yeah, and... Once again, there was a whole lot of intellectual dishonesty and 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 leaps of of uh, stupidity to make to frame that as oh he was saying that you know small businesses people that succeed and make money didn't do it on their own and they need to fucking blah 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 no stop it we all know what he meant and if you don't understand what he meant it's because you're choosing to not understand it's on purpose you're acting you? dumb. Knock it or off. you're stupid. You're either acting dumb or you are dumb. So either and way, maybe there's that, no point in furthering this conversation. What? <laughs> dumb. I, willful ignorance to me is like just someone who's ignorant of things. An ignorant person, m most of the time, if you show them the error of their, their thinking, they, they'll go, oh, I get it now. But if you're willfully ignorant, to me, that's, the, that's like one of the biggest sins in day-to-day -day life. I mean... How you can walk around and go, oh, well, I see that 2 plus 2 equals 4, but I'm going to say it equals 5 because that's what I want it to equal. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like it equals 5. And this is, this is not the quote-unquote snowflakes on the left doing this. This is the tough, rugged, you know, I worship Chuck Norris and Tim Allen folks on the right who, do, who have this outlook. That's their version of uh, my feelings trump the facts. Is that I did this all on my own, oh. and I, no one helped me. It sounds like a new TV show. Tim Allen, Chuck Norris. Oh, God. <laughs> There'd be so much testosterone dripping from your television screen. Wipe it off, bottle it, and sell it. Yeah, I know, right? Call it snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just go around, They go around to college campuses and just kick people's ass. Something that... Something that Chris sent, I don't know if this was on the, uh, the, the list of, of stuff to talk about, but I just think it'd be interesting to touch on is the whole Alex Jones interview with Megyn Kelly. Yeah, I, it's kind of, well, I wish I would have got to hear this audio. I guess we have audio of the, of the interview before it's actually oh. televised. Secret audio? Well, oh, Alex geez. Jones, of course, has his, his audio, his secret audio. Yeah. 
And then, because uh, you said, well, they're going to edit what I say. And it's like, dipshit, how long is your segment? And how long is the interview? <laughs> right. Of course they're going to fucking edit what you say, you stupid fuck. All right? Yeah, and, and by the way, editing what you say, maybe you should do that some more. Yeah, maybe if you did some self-editing, you wouldn't be looked at like a jackass. I pretty much is telling to me when someone like Joe Rogan comes out and says, on a personal one-on-one basis... I like Alex Jones, but he's basically a performance artist once the mic's open or the cameras are rolling. He basically called him out and said it's all an act. And here's the thing. You have people who are taking his word as gospel now. I have a family member who posts almost exclusively InfoWars. We have a president who's taking his words as gospel. Well, well, once again, he, he helps further Trump's cause, so he's a useful idiot in Trump's mind. The minute he stops being a useful idiot, you'll see how quick he'll cut Alex Jones off. But I have, you know, I have a family member who posts almost exclusively shit that's through Infowars or various offshoots of that company, and thinks that that's a factual, valid source of information. And I just shake my head. I mean, I just go, really? Okay, all right. I can let it. I he he. He hopped. He's one of these guys who he posts stuff on his wall, and it's so outrageous, it's, no one reacts to it. So he goes around to everybody else's wall and tries to pick fights. And he followed me up with a comment I made about Alex Jones, and like he cyber stalked me to make this comment. Point out to me one time when Alex Jones, one of his quote unquote conspiracy theories, was wrong. And it took. Oh everything my God! Uh, can we start with uh, what was it? Newton, the uh, Sandy Hook. No, I, dude, if we want to go chronologically, let's just start with the first time I remember him fucking saying the sky has fallen. Y2K. He reported, <laughs> there was, he reported there was actual riots and wars in the streets of Austin on New Year's Eve 1999. Yep, all proved to be bullshit. That. All debunked. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean... and I mean, I, just, why, why is the burden of proof on you? Show me where he's right. Well, that's the thing. It, it's it's everything that whatever he wants to be right because he wants it to it is right because I mean I I, I literally went to YouTube and I had to stop myself because I'm like look he is family and there's no need to fucking drive a wedge deeper in the, <laughs> in the family than right. there is I but I went to YouTube and I typed in Alex Jones wrong and I mean it was just whap the first page was probably videos and we're talking 40-50 minutes long of just examples of him being wrong and I'm so glad that these fucking rednecks in Garden City decided they need to start setting off fireworks <laughs> fucking half a month before the 4th of July is that what that was? Yeah, there's some like, are you just stuff. ripping some <laughs> massive like, castle farts over there or something? either that or damn homie you gotta move Garden City ain't what it used to be yeah well, that's if it happens in December. If it's happening around this time of year, it's these stupid fucking idiots at their fireworks. But anyways, um, I, I think it's amazing that people are like shouting down and saying he doesn't deserve airtime. Isn't that what we want to do? We want to no, your enemy. Dude, well, not even that. Just let this idiot who people have heard of and might agree with because someone else they they like agrees with them. Let him go out and say his shit. That way they can go, wait a minute, that's what he says? That they're putting stuff in the water to make the frogs gay? I mean, well, the man <laughs> literally went on Joe Rogan and said, psychic vampires from the 11th dimension 
are child who are child molesters are trying to run this country. And <laughs> Joe Rogan, when they cut to him on the YouTube video of it, had a look on his face of, dude. I've taken all the drugs in the world, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on ayahuasca right now, and you are fucking with me. Well, you know, Rich, I, I do think there's a difference, though, in, you know, I, I'm not calling for uh, Alex Jones's uh, Infowars to be removed from media everywhere, and, uh, you know, he has his platform, definitely. Definitely. There's a difference between that, though, and then giving that person a platform that is at least seen by many people to have a lot more respect and pull and uh, reputation. So in CNN airing an interview of Alex Jones, I think there... There is value in criticizing that because there's no value in what Alex Jones has to say. If you want to believe that there's value in CNN's message in general and that you believe what they're reporting on, why are they interviewing uh, why, why are they interviewing somebody who basically never tells the truth? What is to be... Like, know your enemy is fine. You can find him ranting about all kinds of shit. It's not hard. But to to treat him as if he's some sort of journalist is kind of atrocious in my mind. I'm not, I'm not saying this is like, he shouldn't be on CNN because he shouldn't be able to spread his message. I mean, people are going to believe him. They're going to believe him. It's just why I just think it's a bad move for, for somebody who considers themselves a reputable news organization to even respond to anything that he has to say, much less give him airtime. But I when think he, the point of the interview maybe is kind of like he's gotten too big to ignore. He, he, at this point, he's not just some crazy internet fringe guy he's starting to actually have effect on things his, his numbers people believing his bullshit are growing in numbers i, I guess maybe well, there's, there's good that can come of it if you have people that live in bubbles and don't understand what and are too afraid to go and look at you know actually look at his videos on infowars or whatever hey man you can only ignore that sore for so long before you got to go see the doctor here's the thing i guarantee you the way cnn's going to going to edit this thing. And once again, a bro even a broken clock's right twice a day. He's right. They are going to edit it. And they're going to edit it to make him look like a fool because they're going to hammer away at him about the Sandy Hook shit. NBC? That these kids... Oh, yeah, sorry. That's where uh, Megyn Kelly went. Um, they're, you know, they're going to hammer away at that shit and question him about that. Here's the irony of the situation. If he was given a platform completely unedited... He would sink himself in most people's eyes with his nonsense. That three-hour right. conversation he had with Joe Rogan removed any amusement I even found with the man. If that man is serious, he is mentally disturbed. If it's performance art, then to me, you've it's now gotten to you're almost doing a parody of a performance artist at this point. It's not mm -hmm. even good. It's not even Joaquin Phoenix 
level, uh, Andy Kaufman level of performance art. It's just shit performance art. It's lowest well, common denominator. Yeah. And and Chris, I definitely take your your point about Alex Jones getting too big to ignore, but I I don't see this as anything other than an, uh, a ratings grab from CNN because they know that everybody's going to tune in to see what kind of crazy shit he says. What's really scary is, to me, as fucked up as he is, he now has a group of employees. I, 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 I highly bristle at calling them reporters or journalists that, uh, that put out videos through InfoWars. And to me, they're the more dangerous ones because they're saying more sane shit, but there's that, there's that, you know, it's like that slow boil underneath of, of insanity. That they're a little more subversive with it, yeah. It, it sometimes slips through the cracks. And if you're not looking for it, it's easy to miss it. With Alex Jones, I mean, he's literally ripping his shirt off in videos, running around. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. At this point, if you take that serious, then you are a professional wrestling fan. This is all it is. It's it's a professional. Still real to me, damn it. Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, that sucks shit about professional professional wrestling. (laughs) But I mean, if you're a forty year old man and you watch professional wrestling, I think that you understand you're watching a scripted male soap opera. People okay. love it for the theater, and yes. I think that's why they love Alex Jones too. And it, I think that's a, a, a great point, Rich, that he's not the more dangerous one on there. It's the the other guys who present it with a straight face, like it's news. And I can't remember their names because that's how little they mean to me. I won't even learn their shitty names. But there's one guy. He's he's he, I believe he's from I believe he's from England. I can't. I, I'm not very good with those accents over there. I can. I can spot Scottish and Irish pretty quick. But yeah, I, I don't know exactly where he's from. But he's actually before I knew who he was, and it was his videos that I had watched, where people would edit in clips of him without the Infowars watermark on the video. I was like, oh, oh okay. I can kind of see where this guy's coming from. But that was someone cherry picking all the sanest shit he was saying. When I watched the unedited watermarked Infowars videos like, I was what? like what? Yeah. yeah it was like when it's like when I hear one song on the radio by an artist and I'm like I kind of like this song and then I hear the rest of their shit and it's garbage I'm kind of embarrassed and I said I like this song <laughs> <laughs> oh you just made the one song I thought was alright but you suck oh. yeah exactly Ex- exactly but you know Rich to push back on you know, a little bit on that um not to say that you're you are this example of the closed-minded person but that is a character trait of the of the closed-minded person the all or nothing where you know look not everybody can be right about everything and that's why we have these societies that we live in is because we took all these ideas from everybody yeah definitely. and and incorporated so, you know, I guess to, to further your analogy, I think if that song is catchy and well-written or just affects you in a certain way, then that's great. You should enjoy it. Or hates Mexicans. And if, and if, and if the rest of their, their catalog is shit, don't listen to it. Now, I, I'm not saying that there's... Uh, well, let's, I guess 
go with the example again of, of InfoWars. If you, if somebody is saying something that makes sense in the midst of a pile of bad shit, well, maybe just pluck out that one thing and run with it and see, not, well, run with it, it's a bad, uh, bad term there. Uh, investigate it would be a better way to put it. You well, know, no, if, 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 if he valid. says something that makes sense, then go see if you can find other people that are corroborating that information. Well, it's like Alex Jones. When I first started hearing about Alex Jones post his Y2K hysteria, it, it died down a little bit, and then boom, 9-11 happened. And boy, the the internet, if you the were on the internet... came off immediately. Well, actually, he was a lot more reserved at that point because he was still on terrestrial radio, I believe. Well, he is in some places, but... Anyways, what I'm getting at is that... God, that's scary. He actually is one of the people who pulled the curtain back on the fact that governments do shit like false flag operations. They allow shit to happen as an excuse, as a path to lead us to war. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That's not a conspiracy. That's a fact. I mean, it's just like when... And and at one point, he was rational enough when I would listen to him to where he would break it down and go, people say conspiracy and automatically start thinking Bigfoot and Area you know, 54, whatever the fuck it is, or Hangar 18, all that shit. He goes, no, a conspiracy is simply two people sitting down talking about doing something behind somebody else's back. And if you don't think that happens on a daily basis in our government, yeah, that's conspiring. It's just like if I say, I saw a UFO. Dumb people will instantly go, oh, he believes in aliens. No, the definition of UFO is unidentified flying object. Why does your mind automatically go to aliens? I'm just saying I didn't recognize it. That's what I'm saying. And he was that rational at one point. He's gone off the reservation big time now. But I think that's in response to that's kind of what his audience wants now. He's found his niche. He's found the fucking chemtrail... Fluoride makes you gay. I mean, even his sponsors. He sells not. He sells his toothpaste that supposedly whitens your teeth and does everything every other toothpaste does, but it doesn't turn you gay and doesn't have fluoride in it. <laughs> are, are all are patented non-gay formula? You know, and I mean, I, if anything, when I brush my teeth, I realize I could never be gay because I have a horrible gag reflex. So I don't get where you <laughs> draw a correlation between toothpaste and gay but he does somehow and it's like okay whatever but you show i'm saying he's now kowtowing to those people whereas before he had to cast a broader net 9-11 really brought the wackos out of the fucking woodwork it really did well you know to your point about conspiracy theories i there is a tweet from one of my favorite comic book authors he doesn't just do comic books he's an author well they're all authors but Regardless, uh, he also writes some of the, the most intelligent literature that I've written, regardless of whether it was illustrated or not. And he, he says in his tweet, a very common denominator I find in people who laugh at conspiracy theories is no understanding of history. Yeah. He does then go on to... Th- he says, to be clear, many conspiracy theories are bullshit, but Kubrick definitely faked the moon landing. And then follows that with, some of you will not know whether I'm joking or not, and that's fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but well, I mean, 
but but it doesn't take away from his point is that you know you can't just people use conspiracy theory like it's just some slur that you can apply to something that you believed not to be true or too outrageous to possibly be true but yet what do we find out constantly like Classified documents only stayed classified for a set amount of time, and I believe it's like 60 years or something. So we're consistently getting a new new dearth of information year after year about what our government's really been up to this whole time. Yeah, and that was one of the things that he would say back in the day. You don't even have to talk about that. This isn't just about the American government. Look at, okay, until they made a movie about Operation Valkyrie, how many people really knew about that that weren't history buffs and World War II buffs? I mean, mm-hmm. that was a conspiracy to kill Hitler from inside his own Nazis. I mean, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't get where people are like, oh, conspir- all conspiracies are bullshit. That was a conspiracy. That was the definition of conspiracy. People conspiring to make something happen. You really want to go back? Go back to ancient Rome and tell me what happened to fucking Julius Caesar wasn't a conspiracy. Someone sat down and said, a couple people sat down and plotted that out, at the very least. I mean, it all, dep- right. it all depends on how you look at it. Because it, when, it's, when, it be, when it's an historical fact now and we accept it, we don't call it a conspiracy, we call it, it was a plot. We put the spin on it. You know, it's just like... If a guy hits on you and you find him ugly, that's sexual harassment. If he's fucking Brad Pitt, he, you know, oh, uh, you know, makes you get a little tingle downstairs. Brad Pitt wants to fuck me. Whatever the fuck, it, it's all in the, perce- right. in the in how you choose to perceive shit. Good for you, right? Rich. Every every uncovering of a conspiracy starts with a theory. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's why so, I said. So, that, so if you if you poo poo every conspiracy theory that you hear just on the basis basis that it is a conspiracy theory, well then you don't believe anything. Well, one of my favorite quotes was was from... Favorite quotes ever, actually, uh, was from Dave Chappelle with his interview with Oprah Winfrey when he came back after everything had happened with his show. And he said... She brought up conspiracy theories and this and that. And he's like, see, I don't, I don't like that because people equate conspiracy theorists with crazy. And once you've been labeled crazy then they're allowed to dismiss you out of hand without even addressing what you're saying. Right. So that's a word that should be used with even more caution than words that we now find to be, you know, aggressive and and it's just hostile language towards people that offends people. But we throw the word crazy around and label people that all day long in our media, all day long in the government. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing. You know, if you say retarded, you're going to end it. You say it in a room full of 10 people, at least a couple people are going to be offended. I have a special needs kid. If you say someone's crazy in a room full of 10 people, there's probably just going to shrug and go, yeah, motherfucker's crazy, yeah. Not yeah crazy. Don't believe anything he says. Not crazy's now a pejorative. You can't say crazy anymore. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and look, anything I saw, you say, I saw a billboard that said some. stop labeling and crazy was on one right. of the things on the billboard. Just like the internet has its rule, rule thirty-four or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. That like the, there's the same rule that applies to our society. If you can say it, you can find somebody 
out there that will be offended by it. At this point, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's become a pastime of ours. I mean, we have a media that manufactures right. outrage. Well, we have... Look, I don't uh, think uh, that... I can say I like chocolate cupcakes. And someone, you're <laughs> fetishizing chocolate cupcakes. Yeah. What about vanilla? Well, did you hear about Skittles over in Europe for Pride Month? Uh, uh, they, 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 they go to an all-white Skittles bag and candies because they feel that, I guess, during Pride Month that, that the rainbow belongs to the, to the gay and transgender whatever community. And people come out with like, oh, that's right. So the white, so, so the white Skittles have to give up their color, really, for the gay people, what? really, what? and this this is the left eating itself <laughs> once again, because you have people who are going, it's racist to have white skittles. Then you have people going, why do the white skittles decide who gets the rainbow and who doesn't? You don't get to tell me what to bring. Oh, that's mighty Caucasian of you to allow me to have the rainbow. Thank you. Like I'm, I'm like, it's right. fucking candy. Right. This is skittles. They're not even M and M's. Like, just stop. I mean, did you see where they added two two colors to the to the rainbow flag, the gay pride flag, and it it was black and brown, and people were flipping the fuck out, and all of a sudden it turned into once again, who's more oppressed? And it was I I, I went into a I, I, I was really looking for some punishment this night. I went into the comment section about the story, and it was through the BBC, and holy shit, it was just cannibalism all over the place on the left. I mean, they just could not fucking get enough of attacking each other, and and one group saying they're more oppressed than the other, and if you're a gay white man, you have no right to talk, and if you're a transgendered black person, then you have more of a right to talk than that, and it was just insanity. And I was just like, can we get some like celebrity deathmatch type shit with these people, and just let them all take care of each other, because this is. I, they're un, they are so slavish to ideals and identity politics that they can't even get out of their own way at this point. They're their own worst enemy. And it's meanwhile, I get what fucking Skittles was trying to do. I'm not gay, but hey, look, all right, cool. I, I I'm down with the same message. Okay, yeah. Doesn't matter what you are. We're all human. We're all stuck on this fucking rock together. Might as well get along as best we can. I get that. Why can't that message be taken at face value? Why does it have to be some sort of, oh no, some company probably owned by rich white men did this and blah, blah, blah. Just, uh, God. Made me want to suck on the business end of a shotgun, that's for sure. Because everything sucks now, Rich. Nobody can be anything. Everything is a microaggression. This show was, was a macroaggression. It was, it, Louis C.K., once again, I, I, I think in 20, 30 years is going to be hailed as a, as a Carlin-esque prophet in comedy circles. But, uh, I mean, he said it about 10 years ago on Conan. Everything's great. Nobody's happy. People get on a plane that's flying through the air, and because they get, you know, they don't get Wi-Fi on an airplane as clear as they do on the ground, they bitch about it. They turn on their phone, and it takes 10 seconds to fire up, and they're bitch, oh, my phone's too slow. i got to get a new one. Like, really? I mean... Is it how petty we've become? And the answer, sadly, seems to be yes. Uh, when we bag on an 11-year-old kid just because his dad's the president, I think that pretty much speaks to how petty we are. 
Oh. I don't know. I think we should bag on more eleven-year-olds. <laughs> Jeez, you're just a double down, Regard, huh? regardless of who who their dads are. I, you know, until I see Fuck how he kids. Tur- until I see how he turns out, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for the kid because he doesn't obviously doesn't have the same mother as the rest of Donald Trump's fucking crotch dropping. We, we don't like him. We like his dad. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, if he turns into, you know some evil fucking master race looking motherfucker then yeah fuck him and we should have been saying fuck him when he was 11 year old years old but if he just turns into a normal human being it's like i don't want anything to do with this shit i just want to live my life and be a normal you know his face on election night said it all like man four years of this shit god damn it his face on election night says dad you know i can't pause when i'm playing online call of duty right yeah like is this over yet this tie sucks Coat's too small. It's like 3.30. Yeah, I get, if I'm going to be up this late, why can't I play video games? Shut up, stand there. Daddy's getting elected. Yeah. I got, you'd have a DS. You stand there and play it. It's portable, right? That'd have been, you know what? That'd have been the most American thing in the world if Trump's sitting there at his inauguration and his kid's playing a fucking Nintendo DS. I know, right? <laughs> Just not giving a fuck. Just texting or something like just something yeah. something in his hand, not caring about fucking Taking his dad up there. <laughs> just Baron's Twitter account. Oh, so boring. Come on, Dad, shut up. You're embarrassing me. Put <laughs> a Big Mac in his hand. You can pleat the fucking America. The his his Twitter account is embarrassing though. Oh my God, he, he's got one. He just. Oh no no no! I no his dad's. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna uh, say yeah. if he's running one at this point, I, that really is shocking. I mean, I'm sure there's an official one that someone runs for him, but I, I got you now. Official Baron Trump. No, it, Trump actually just posted uh, a but her emails tweet again. I don't understand how he thinks that this is a good defense. He keeps talking about how like and. Even uh, 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 John McCain, this was kind of the point that he was trying to make too, which was completely insane. He can't understand how one person can be investigated and found innocent, and now he's being investigated and everyone thinks he's guilty. He hasn't even been found guilty yet, and he's already saying it's a double standard. How is that a double standard? She was investigated, you're investigated. He's getting out in front of it. She's she was found innocent, and you're to be determined. So where's the double standard here? He, he uh, says that uh, uh, I lost where the tweet went. I can search for it, but basically it was Hillary smashed phones with hammers, bleached her emails, and uh, something else like all these things to cover tracks. And they want to talk about coll- me and collusion. Or obstruction of justice, rather. And, yeah, I mean, the response is yes. Like, she, you know, she was investigated. They didn't find anything actionable. Now they're investigating you. If we get Milo thrown off Twitter, how can we get this guy thrown off Twitter? Well, you know, it's a, a, what else is interesting about Trump's Twitter account, though, is the fact that he's actively blocking people now. Um. Even some famous people, which does nothing but but uh, why, what is 
Those are fireworks? Are they going right off up. like like right, right outside your window? Yeah. They're probably <laughs> in the parking lot. They're probably in the parking lot. That's which what is it about sounds like. 25 feet from where I sit. So. Did, you, did you guys see Baron, does, Baron Trump does have a Twitter? I sent it to you. Oh, jeez. By the way, it is the most I bet it's cringe. lit as fuck. It's so cringeworthy. They got, people are drawing and posting pictures of him like with anime big eyes and stuff and oh you're so cute and there's like drawings it looks like someone like a two-year-old with a broken hand drew of him it's 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 all just drawn pictures of him in anime style and shit and badly drawn little kid photos oh no pictures of him and his dad he's a kid he's a kid what do you want uh there's question as to whether trump blocking people on twitter is uh is unconstitutional because how is that uncount because you can still see his tweets you just can't respond to them right right but oh wait if you're if you're actively if what you're actively saying i'm not saying i completely agree with this but if you're actively saying my message as president of the united states goes out specifically to these people and not to these people i mean Man. Jesus Christ! Is it we have we have a president who's like a fourteen year old girl, and, <laughs> dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did I slip into a alternate reality on an acid trip one time and just never came back? Oh. This is a joke, right? We all came no. with you if you did. It was good shit. Well, you know the other thing that we didn't bring up with that happened to Trump this week: a lawsuit. From 200 representatives for uh, violating the emoluments clause. And the interesting part, actually, about this lawsuit is that not that they expect to actually get a, a guilty verdict and have him impeached on that, because that would probably be unlikely unless the Democrats were in power, but that the investigation and evidence that should that would need to be presented in this uh, in this lawsuit would involve his tax returns. So this news. this lawsuit might actually just produce evidence for the investigation of of the FBI and the Senate Intelligence Committee. If man, if we get him on some tax shit, the Al Capone. That's what I'm saying. That is. Hey, just, follow the money. Yeah, what is, what is it? Uh, what is it they said in the wire? You follow the drugs, you find drug dealers, you follow the money. You never know where end up where you'll end up. Yeah, I mean it's kind of true. I mean, I I still I don't think I don't honestly his taxes. Come on, man, he can hire the best bullshit artist tax people. I mean, it's going to be so convoluted to dig through all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all you do is got to find a couple of Russian companies and spin a story off of that. I mean, like, like I said, it's not that's not what's going to bring them down. It's just some kindling for the fire. Well, I mean, I heard someone on, on, I can't remember who it was, on Joe Rogan's podcast, just like within the last couple of days, that brought up a very good point. And I hadn't even thought about it like this. There's only been one other president besides Trump who, because I mean, I think we can all agree he's gone to war with the media. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And there's only been one other president who's ever done that, just had open warfare with the media, nothing but contempt for him. And that's Nixon. And the one thing you really don't want to do is get a bunch of investigative reporters pissed off at you. 
Yeah. And then motivate them by keep by keep prodding them and poking them and almost daring them to do something. Right. They will. Be- but you, because, but you yeah. know what? But the the difference though here is well, I guess we'll see what the difference truly is. But the difference I predict that will be is that Nixon understood when the gig was up and he understood that he had to step down for the good of the country. I don't think there's any part of Trump that's going to think of what the country needs. Yeah, I agree with you there. He's going to tell you the sky is point. purple until the bitter end. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much daylight is shed on this issue. He doesn't give up his position. That's weak. That's not how you get shit done in business. Yeah, because even even the documentary about the football league, he ran into the ground. He gave no, he didn't give one inch. I mean, even years and years later, when it was obvious that he fucked up, you know, a good thing. You know, they had a good thing going, and he come in, and Donald trumped it up, and next thing you know, the whole fucking thing tanked. And his thing was, instead of going, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that, he just said, I'm done. I'm not going to talk about this. It's way in the past. What's it matter? And he got up and he left the interview, mm-hmm. which is which is another thing that I'm, I know the media hates him for, because apparently he has a reputation, even as president, of just getting up and leaving in the middle of talking to people the minute that they say something that he doesn't like. The minute they have any opinion that he doesn't agree with, nope, conversation over, and just walks the fuck out. Like, that person ain't shit. And Right, he's like a movie star negotiating for his contract. Like, yeah, just, just walk away and leave, and they'll, they'll come up with a better deal and throw it at you. Yeah, but hey, to, 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 to what Chris says almost on a weekly basis now, the people that wanted a businessman in office, you got a businessman in office, and this is how businessmen are. This is how they this is how they deal with shit. The minute they don't like it, they get up from the table and walk. Yeah, Asshole. you think politics is ruthless? Welcome to the world of big business. Yeah, shit. I've seen so many sports people <laughs> over the years in different documentaries and interviews. They say, you know, I come from you know Detroit, Baltimore, whatever the drug game, and we, we were afraid of those gangsters growing up. The minute they got money, the gangsters you really needed to watch out for were the ones wearing suit and ties and carrying a briefcase. Those were the gangsters that clean you out with a smile, you know? And it's honest to God's truth, man. Business is... How anyone that looks at business and goes, oh, well, that's a civilized way to make a living, especially when it comes to finances, I have no idea. I have no idea how you convince yourself of that nonsense. Because just on the small scale I've witnessed from both my parents being business owners at one point, working for small business owners, like you said, ruthless, cutthroat, will completely stab you in the back to make one penny more. That's just the nature of the the beast, man. It's capitalism. It's what we signed up for, isn't it? Uh, I was born into it. I didn't sign up for shit. It's our birthright, I guess, whether we want it or not. But... um, so the only other thing that I can think of that we haven't even touched on is apparently the Cosby jury come back and they're deadlocked. Yeah. So. I, they, I mean, there you go. He's going to walk. So none of us are surprised, right? I mean. Honestly, I kind of am because. The, 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 I, I hate to, I'm not defending the guy, but I know lawyering. 
like, oh, putting it that way might sound like I don't, but their job is to create a reason. I know me some lawyer yeah. when I see it. <laughs> their job is to create a reasonable doubt, right? Like, and that's what they did with the phone records and all that crap. Well, it, yeah, it's unfortunate that there was actually a lot of reasonable doubt in there. That's how, I, I mean, isn't that how OJ got off? You created a reasonable doubt? Yeah, because after the uh, that, that People versus OJ Simpson and then that, like, I think four-part documentary come out where they even talked to some of the, you know, old jurors, they said, yeah, we think we did it, but they couldn't prove it legally. So we followed the instructions we were given. Mm-hmm. Now... I mean, I guess I'll be the asshole. I'll be the alt-right asshole for for this conversation. Do, do we even need to fucking act like the, none of us think race played a factor in this? I think two, of course it did. I think putting two black jurors on the jury, they knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, I... I, I I'm hey, Bill, you gotta one, take the good with the bad. I'm kind of wondering, uh... Yeah, who's who, what jurors are refusing to negotiate to the point where they're deadlocked? I mean, I don't even know if that's ever made a matter of public record or if no, even jurors can be, talk yeah. about it. Well, no, I, well, I, it won't be. It's not necessarily public record, but uh, it doesn't mean that nobody's going to speak up. I mean, we hear from jurors in popular cases all the time. I, uh, yeah, when, when it's over, they can say all the fuck the shit they want. They can write a book. Well, I mean... Here's the most telling thing is that his wife hasn't been there for him at all through all this. Uh, was it Keisha Knight Pullum or whatever? Rude, Rudy. Yeah, she came with him one day, but then it turns out because Plugging he, all her shit. Yeah, she, because he agreed to do an exclusive interview with her on her pod, on her podcast. So I mean, he doesn't have any genuine support from people who. If he was this great guy that everybody wants to paint him out to be, who's on his side, he should have masses of support. Hey, I mean, he, was, he just doesn't. He was hey, 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 and out in front of the courthouse the right. other day. Well, I mean, let's not downplay what a difficult job jurors have, and especially in high-profile cases like this. Because, like, how do you pick for this I jury? Personally, I don't have the internet. I, I personally or TV. I personally believe that he's guilty, but my opinion doesn't mean shit. And if I was in the situation where I had to be on that jury and decide based on the evidence given that this guy was definitely guilty and that he was going to go to jail for the rest of his life if I, if I said so, and then I had to go to sleep at night and not think about that, I don't know if I could do that. Well, I mean, this I, is how I honestly always... don't. I believe he's guilty, and he should probably go to jail. But based on the case that was made, I couldn't. I don't know that I could convict him on that. I, I mean, this is how I've always looked at jury duty. If I'm sitting there and it's a, it's like a a, a drug possession thing, I'm gonna nullify the fuck out that jury. That's right. You heard me. So call me for jury duty, and I'll tell I'll tell it to you in the courtroom. Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to send someone to fucking prison over drugs. Sorry. No victim, no crime. But him? (laughs) That motherfucker's guilty. And I go home and sleep like a baby. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. But, I mean, here's the deal. Chris is right. Who the fuck? Where the fuck they find 12 people in this country who don't know anything about what the fuck has been going on 
since 2014 with this. Have you lived in a cave in Arizona for the last decade and a half? Do you live in the I, woods in Montana? I mean, what, what do they what, they call up the Unabomber and say you got 12 friends? <laughs> no, I know, right? I mean, who the fuck stay? I mean, to be that... Di- First of all, if you're that unattached from the world, I don't know if I want you on a jury. What kind of weird shit you got rolling around in your head in the first place? And second of all, I, if you're too dumb to get out of jury duty, I don't even know if I want you deciding my fate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want the first 12 people they dismiss to judge me because those are the ones who are smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, just... Fuck, it's real easy to get out of jury duty. I've done it twice. And I didn't I wasn't trying to, I was just was honest. How you feel about drugs, Mr. Whitehead? Uh, I don't yeah. know what drugs we talking about, yeah. yeah. What do you got? <laughs> How do you feel about lawyers? Is this is this a survey? I'm like, I kind of agree How do you with you. feel about drugs. Uh they wouldn't let me bring them into the courtroom. <laughs> I had to leave them yeah, in the car. <laughs> oh, unless you've got some uh Yeah, drugs? They're back home with the guns and explosives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, how you feel about lawyers? I agree with Shakespeare. Best way to sort out the legal system is kill all the lawyers. Okay, yeah. well, you're dismissed. Thank you. You know, I, yeah. have a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's I, it, it's just a really fucking sad case, and like, and it's it's a little bit personal. It's like OJ. It's, it's like no, we know you did right. it, motherfucker. It's a little bit personal for me because my dad, growing up was a huge Bill Cosby fan. I mean, had his records. Me too, man. I was, yeah. Absolutely. At about victim 25, I had to give in, though. Like, ah, goddamn it, Cos. Well, no, no, the thing I'm saying is, like, you know, he was just always Bill Cosby to me. Like, he was amusing when I was a little kid, like the Noah's Ark skit and stuff. It's funny when you're a little kid, but then I actually heard, like, you know, comedians who had some substance to him, and he became kind of corny. But, I mean, still... You watch, you know, Bill Cosby himself. There's bits of that that are fucking genius, and especially yeah. once you become a parent and talking about it's bedtime, aka yeah. time for the beatings to commence. I mean, it's like it is exactly the Let truth. The beatings commence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then my job is goalie. We're <laughs> talking knock the back kids into back play. into play. We're talking about his kids rolling on him. When he gave him chocolate cake for breakfast. Yes, and dude, the best one is. You you have to go into the bathroom, start the water, take your clothes off, get in the bathtub, yeah. wet yourself. Use the know, soap. Yeah. They'll, they'll literally throw water on yeah. themselves, come down and be like, I took a bath. You smell like a bum's nutsack. No, you didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, like I just imagine if my dad was still alive right now. This would be fucking with his head and breaking his heart because he'd be like, just like you, Chris, like, and then knowing my dad, it wouldn't have took 25. It took probably like a handful and he'd have been like, oh, man, that motherfucker's well, a rapist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I one of my favorite it, comedians ever, favorite celebrities, whatever, is a disgusting human being who, if I had the power to kill him and get away with it, I'd do it. If uh, I think if you're angry at... Bill Cosby for getting off. You can take some solace in the fact that, well, what is he really going to do with the rest of his life anyway? Well, the other part oh. is like, like he's like living his mansion, li- living his mansion. Yes, but where the fuck is he going to go? Well, he's, 
Other Where can that, he show his face? Other parties, he's like 83 or something. What is, what's he going to do with the rest of his life in general? There's not much of it left. Right. Well, here's the deal. I guarantee you that Camille, Camille has divorce lawyers on speed dial the minute that they let him go on a hung jury or call declare him innocent. Or she's got some Tay Diggs motherfucker coming over like three times a week and looking at Kaz like, you can't do shit about this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be upstairs. Looking him dead in the eye yeah. while she's getting fucking deep dicked yeah. by Dexter. And yeah. just like, <laughs> I dare you to say something. Say something now. <laughs> well, the Drew and Mike podcast brought up a good fucking point. She used to have long hair. She cut all her goddamn hair off during this ordeal. You don't think that... they. Oh, it's you like hair? Him. Oh, you like hair, huh? Check yeah. this shit out. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm Natalie Portman and V for Vendetta up in this motherfucker now. Right. I, I mean, it's just seriously. I, and if, let me think about it. If you were married to a woman and it comes out that she's like molested 50 high school, and she's a high school teacher or whatever, or middle school, and she's molested 50 kids, could you even fucking stay with her? I mean, you know in your heart whether that's bullshit or not. I mean, especially because it involves sex, and people are so idiosyncratic about their sexual things. She has to know if these women are telling the truth or not just based on his moves, because all guys have moves. Well, it's And, and you it know, what they like and what they don't like in the bedroom. And it kind of like what Chris Rock was saying about... Uh uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Like, you know you married the need a crazy need a blowjob every day, man. It's kind of like the same thing with Kaz. Like, you, you know who you married. It, you've been married for how long? This has never come up? Well, the scary, the scary thing in all this is... Like, is I remember, this wasn't like your first date. I remember watching a documentary about... Um, uh, oh, fuck. He raped and killed all those women in Florida. Ted Bundy. And Ted Bundy started off basically the same way Cosby did, drugging his victims and fucking them while they're unconscious. And then he eventually moved on to just killing them and then fucking their dead bodies. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's what Cosby did, but, I mean... You're wondering if it it's, escalated? It's not yeah. that far removed. I mean, the fact that you want to fuck someone who cannot respond, who is unconscious... And then what we discussed last week, which I didn't know until we discussed it, and I went and looked it up, and that was even more terrifying, was some of the times they were conscious, but they couldn't move. They were paralyzed. Yeah, I mean, that's, dude, that's a nightmare scenario that's a power for play. anyone, I think. That, that is terrifying. Like, the only thing I could compare it to would be waking up in the middle of surgery and knowing what's going on, but not being able to express that you're awake. I, that's why I fear ever having to go under the knife again. After hearing stories like that, that terrifies me. Well, I mean, I I had a hernia surgery, and I woke up during it, but I didn't feel anything. And all I remember is I was strapped. I started fighting against the straps, and then I just saw a guy with a mask on and the, the hat on, and his head pop up over mine, and his eyes get big. And then I was yeah. back out again. That's it. Oh, hey, right. you're not supposed to be awake right now. But, turn you, this when up. You, but I couldn't when you wake anything. up from it and, and you're in complete paralysis, they don't yeah. know that yeah. you're conscious. Yeah, I, I wasn't completely. Uh, yeah, they didn't put me in that state because it wasn't that major of surgery. It was just I, they, they put me under and then they, they numbed what they had to. But yeah, I mean, it, it's 
yeah, I've woke up, I've had sleep paralysis. I've woke up not able to move, but I can move my eyes and see everything going on around the room. That's terrifying. And I mean, to have someone assaulting you sexually on top of that, I just, dude, there's not a deep enough pit of hell for a person like that. And a person that will do that is just one tr- wrong thing happening in their childhood to be in Ted Bundy in my book. And they just, I don't know how anyone can support him. I really don't. Like, I just don't get it. Right. I, I, and, and, and maybe this, is be, this goes back to what we were discussing earlier with the whole, you know, if you want to hear some, some, some people say some racist shit, talk to black people who have other black people disagree with them on, like, you know, the, you know, we have our, we have our marching orders here, guys. As we all stick to this, especially in front of the white folks. I, 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 I don't understand the people that are coming out and saying, leave this brother alone. This is a white witch hunt. I mean, dude, his victims are of all races, all se- at least two sexual orientations, because the chick on the stand that, that they actually let testify is a lesbian. And I mean, that's not even up for debate. So, I mean, he was an equal opportunity, you know, predator. How you can spin this as it's racist to think that he's guilty, I have no idea. And how you sleep at night, I have no idea. But whatever. I don't know. Sorry, guys. If it come out that you one of y'all raped 50 women, I don't care that we all share the same skin tone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, motherfuckers got to go to jail sorry chris you gotta go to jail bro oh well it's gotta be me <laughs> <laughs> oh. well he had to pick between two of us and i no offense but i think you're the more rapey of the two. <laughs> oh god damn <laughs> come on do i look rapey to you <laughs> you look like you'd help a chick to the bathroom and hold her hair back while she's puking, but you'd cop a feel of side boobs. That's what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as a buddy of mine at work said, he goes, Rich, it's funny because when you first meet you and see you, you look like a walking hate crime. And then when you actually talk to you, you go, oh, he's, he's fairly open-minded and, and liberal. And I'm like, a walking hate crime. Thanks. I appreciate that, buddy. I, I, I'm glad that's... The image I give off. Like you just got like the N-word chambered. Like you're just waiting to use it. Like Bill Maher like two weeks ago. If you, if you believe social media. Well, I, or yeah, there I'm walking go. around just looking for someone to like put their pinky out while they drink from their cup so I can beat their ass. I don't know. And here, faggot, how dare you have manners? You know, I don't know. I, well, you I just did it. Funny. You, you brought us back full circle. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is a call. That's a three-hour callback. Everybody. Oh, Christ. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a crazy episode of Groundhog Day every week. But we're all living it, everybody. So we're all in it together. Right? Hopefully. Uh, thank you, Hoop, for everyone who's been listening and downloading, sharing on social media. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but we're pretty much about to beat last month's numbers halfway through the month. So, yeah. Thank you to everybody. Uh, at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Uh, at Unregimented on Instagram. Uh, on, you can email the show, Unregimented, at ChristopherMedia.net. And, yeah, I, I say it every week. Who the fuck knows what will happen in the next seven days? So we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.